This episode of the Chompcast is brought to you by our patrons. Thank you for everything that you do every month to continue to support us and keep us live. Thank you, Danny P, The Rev, Ivan, Gil Beasy, Jay Holbro, Curtis, Matt, Jonathan, Lisa, Epidemic, Zach H, Jason, Vince, Sam, Tom, Chance, Denise, Tawny, Stefan, Curse of Lie, Dan W, Cy, Eric O, Howard, Corin Space, Kane, Zach G, Michelle, Ryan, Fletch, Ryan P, Vincent, Paul, and Larry. Thank you so much. From the bottom of our hearts to the top of yours. We love you and we appreciate you. Okay, on to the show. You are listening to the Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp, SwordChomp.com. We know your life is precious and your time is valuable, so thank you for making our show a part of your day. Hopefully, we can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. You know, the Chomp Cast gives you double life experience points. And every show is streaming and downloadable at SwordChomp.com. Uh, we have a website. Just check it out. And of course, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you get podcasts, you can find us. Leave us a kind five-star rating if you can. Subscribe. And if you're feeling really frisky, as I say, you can go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. And you can we have many, many tiers there where you can support us. So we'll talk more about that later. We got a show to do here. And uh, wow, what a show it is. I apologize if this show seems a little top-heavy today if you will both in honor of the badass tifa um each breast if you will represents a sony topic of discussion the new ps5 controller on one side and the final fantasy 7 remake on the other both breasts implanted with years of hype and speculation and mystery uh if you will not to mention sony's on top am i right josh it's a high five right there no. he sees it no. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Um, and if somehow you were confused by my verbal boob tech, we're talking Final Fantasy VII, the remake, and the new PlayStation controller, which, oh my God, we had so many comments from our listeners that wanted to chime in. So we're going to read some of our favorite uh, favorites on the show. And uh, yeah, at Swordchomp on Instagram, check it every Thursday for a question of the week. We like to bring our listeners into the show. A bunch of fun polls to discuss that you voted on on the Swordchomp Instagram, like what's your favorite preferred music? Doom Eternal or Animal Crossing? It was closer than you might think. Jim Carrey's The Mask. Smoking. We were joking about that a couple weeks ago. Is it a good movie or a bad movie? I don't know how these topics come up, but they're a lot of fun. Um, Animal Crossing fishing breakdown from the fishing gurus here at Sword Chomp. 
Yeah, that's right. Well, there's at least one fishing guru here, but I consider you all gurus. Uh, I'm excited to talk about that, <laughs> everybody. For, at least for we'll... legal reasons, you can't call <laughs> me a guru. <laughs> uh, at least not for an uh, extended period of time. And uh, the O.J. Simpson <laughs> tweet. O.J. Simpson has sent out one killer tweet, let me tell you. Um, all that and more. Let's get some intros. Rich Meister is here from New York. Uh, the one and only. How you doing, Rich? How's it going? Uh, I'm reporting in from New York, where we are currently winning at the coronavirus. Every so every week, you're you're now. Yeah. See, I think at this point, you're just protecting your lead. That's what they call it in sports, where you're protecting, yeah. you're cushioning mm-hmm. the lead. Um, yeah, we're doing the best at it. We got the most. So you've been safely just uh, playing Final Fantasy VII in your uh, house all day long. Um, I, I went on two walks on two separate occasions. Um, one in kind of the mid morning after breakfast to the bathroom, then, one walk to the bathroom and one no, walk to the- <laughs> around the, the city. Um, and I went on one, uh, about two or three hours ago. Was that city Midgar that you were walking around? <laughs> yeah. I walked right through sector seven. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was my first walk of the day. Yeah. And then later in the day, uh, Aerith and I walked from the church, uh, into town. Yeah. Hey. Hey, now it's gonna be Aerith forever. Well, thank you for being here, Rich. I brought a a uh, I ordered a special face mask, those protective face masks this week f- to protect myself from you um, and Shay Layton, who I'm introducing right now from Japan. Not like the little Corona mask, you know, but like the actual face guards, the big you know plastic things that hang down over your face. Garbage um, do you know bags? I got one of those? No, it's to protect me from. All of the uh, creaming you guys are going to be doing today on the podcast. A bukake mask? Yeah, that's right. That's, that I, is the official Put it right term. there. Put it right there, Rich. Yeah, all right. I'm just going right. to let you, you can keep going. <laughs> just his, his jokes are just going to I've had a really long day. <laughs> like our wads are going to fall flat on his face as oh, we talk about this game. no. Flat. I love it so much. <laughs> Perfectly flat. Um... <laughs> Hey, yeah, yeah, protecting myself against all the bukkake. Shay's here. Um, how are you doing, Shay? Doing good. Speaking of masks, Sunday was spent making a mask. I made my own mask. Oh, it looks like it's like plaid. Look yeah, at that. Huh. Yeah, I made my own mask. Look at that. Because uh, you literally cannot find masks here unless you are up at the crack of dawn waiting in line to buy them. So I said, enough is enough. I'm just going to go buy my own and make it. And that's what I did. Yeah, All right. Not a bad idea. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was arduous, but it proved fruitful. It took me a little over two hours to sew it because I don't have a sewing machine. And I haven't sewn anything for a little while now. So I was just like, oh my God, this is taking forever. But then when I was done, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever made. Mankind has ever made <laughs> the greatest this thing is, I've ever made. This is this is the pinnacle. I will not succeed any more at life than I have at this moment. That's crazy. Yeah, really? Didn't all, you ever have, like shop there. as a kid? Didn't you ever make like a a, a coat rack or something in shop Dude, class? I was anything? so bad at shop. I remember that we had to make a puzzle, and I did a coat rack. Fun. I don't know. I was just. I don't know what you make at shop. I, was, I don't remember. Josh, Josh I was gonna let that one slide. Okay. He's been taking a lot of L's in this intro, so I was gonna <laughs> let that one slide. No, I mean but, that's a very impressive shop class. If if you made a coat rack, 
Didn't you yeah. make like a boudoir or something in shop class? Well, this the Morgan was in shop class in the 1950s, Rich. Mm-hmm. And Josh. <laughs> yeah, it was. I made the yeah. His teacher was a just a man pole. in high pants reading the paper. He's like, I don't know, make something. He, he uh, made a wooden yeah. mallet for his haberdasher. <laughs> <laughs> That's the it's, second time. It's not far a, off, actually. Yeah. A joke about haberdashery has been involved in my day. Hey, I, I really don't know what I made. Anyways, uh. <laughs> Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's like a blue plaid face mask because, you know, this is an audio platform. But that's So if you wear something blue, you can match. Yeah. You can be stylish. It's true. It's true. I was He, he brings that up now because he realized that him not getting a high five just didn't play as well as he'd hoped. Mm. On this audio format. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, may have, it may actually play better because it'll be a long <laughs> pause of nothing happening. Well, the best part is he was so unsure of whether it played that he tried it a second oh. time. Can we edit this in, Josh? Just the sound of a high five so people will think I got one? Josh, don't do that. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> high five, guys. That's a beautiful mask, Shay. High five. All right, all right bro. Good one. Um, <laughs> you know, the best part I'm not this. your bro. <laughs> I, hey, I ain't your bro. The best line of 2020. Mm-hmm. Jeez, this isolation has really <laughs> done some damage to uh, Joshua Fowler is here from Michigan. Um, how are you doing today, Josh? Doing all right. Doing all right. Been uh, trying to get back on a normal sleep schedule because it's been Mm -hmm. completely off from everything going on. And then, like, I'm always a late night person anyway, but Mm -hmm. it had gotten, it had gone too far. Like, it, my, my, my being up until. You know, yeah. twelve to two, it turned into being up to three to five. Yeah, and that just was uh just not working. So we, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm with you, Josh. We're nappers. I think we do a lot of napping, mm-hmm. uh, and we keep strange hours. Is your your kids are out of school too, right? So you're doing all the teaching at home, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Yep, doing a lot of that. Um. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little tired today because I've spent the last two days trying to get back on the normal schedule, and it's just uh, it's not, it's not there yet. So. Well, I saw. Yeah, last night I was looking for Josh on the PSN, but I did see him today, uh, mostly all day. Josh, you had to. How does it feel when a PlayStation game comes out? You have to venture out of your safe PlayStation hovel high up in your seclusion there your studio mm-hmm. and you have to venture down to where the family lives yeah i considered games. i considered just uh <laughs> pulling upstairs yeah just using it on a monitor but uh i decided i didn't need to do that so instead i just uh dragged a uh chair right to the middle of the living room so uh they can't the kids have room to play behind the couch instead of in front oh, of it yeah. Like usual, so uh, they're not getting in yeah. my way the whole time trying to play some Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's a it's look. I have kids. It's a little distracting sometimes. They're either into the game or they, my kids just want to play it. Like, this is General Mountain Time here from Montana, Morgan, of course. Yeah, my kid, she's old ones where she just wants to play everything. Even if there's nothing, she'd be good at. She's like, I want to play. If I tried to play that downstairs, she'd be like, Dad, I want to play. I want to play mm-hmm. the whole fucking time. I'm like, oh my god. Just make me crazy. But my dog's the same, the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking the language. Um, it's yeah. So it's it's cute. And part of me is like, yeah, that's awesome. I want my kid to play games. And part of me is like, god damn it, leave me alone. 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's adorable, though. Um, she already that's that was my fun anecdotal <laughs> story from Animal Crossing because we've already talked plenty of Animal Crossing this uh, over the past couple weeks. So we don't really until like we have really funny things to say or something important happens. We don't really have much to go into. But I will say that my anecdotal story is that my kid has become like the lazy bum living on my island. She wakes up in the morning, checks the store for new shit. Looks around for like people visiting, talks to people, and does she shakes the trees and doesn't pick up the fucking sticks. She just lo- she's just lo- leaving my <laughs> island in shambles. And she's like, "Hey, did you get around to finishing that bridge yet?" <laughs> yes, yes, she did. I built a bridge right to her fucking house for her, and she was like, "Dad, hurry up and put the bells in this thing." So yeah, it's it's. The artistic choice they made with the island stuff is interesting because it's kind of like Sea of Thieves where, like, if you have one person on your ship who sucks, like me, um, it, like, kind of makes the whole <laughs> the whole pirating thing a little more challenging, you know? Um, yeah, I went like, to your island and it was just on fire. Yeah, it's just it's just fires everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Why is cool my island is- sinking? I didn't think this was possible. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just dropping off into the ocean. Um, so, yes, their social experiment has worked, and now my daughter, you know, I'm getting a taste of what it's going to be like when she's older, you know, 18, 19, and she's, like, um, just dragging my life down like all teenagers do for their parents, right? So, hmm. fascinating social experiment. But um, I, I'm really excited to talk about the topics we have today. Two big ones, and like I was joking earlier, uh, that it is a little top-heavy, because it's all, it's a lot of Sony today. The, the Final Fantasy VII Remake is a Sony exclusive, and everyone's talking about it right now. And the PlayStation 5 controller is... Um, all I think Sony's right making now. that. I think, I think that's <laughs> exclusive to Sony consoles. Probably. Um, Though it will be compatible with your PC, to be fair. That's true. That's true. And it looks a lot more like a Microsoft controller now. But, um, you know, it's interesting because when Microsoft dropped their the specs that they have, it was just like, here's another one of our controllers. Like, And the interesting thing about what Sony did was, like, this controller has so much you can talk about. It's like it's it's like the complete opposite end of that it, spectrum. It's such a departure from the DualShock in a lot of ways. And in a lot of ways, it also isn't at all. <laughs> Well, no, come on, you can't. So you can't have it both ways. I get what you're saying, Rich. Um, I'm no, I'm you. saying like at first glance, it looks like a bigger departure than it is, and then you start to sort of uncover some of that stuff, and you're like, a lot of it's more stylistic choices. But well, let's uncover it together, okay? So as I said, we just talk. By the way, I have some comments. From you never want to hear that from Morgan. That's it's always <laughs> it always proceeds something bad. Let's let's uncover. That's it what together. he says right before he hands you a pregnancy test. <laughs> I uh, don't have to do that anymore, sadly. <laughs> sadly? Um, <laughs> wow. Good times. Hmm. Look back on it fondly. Um, so this is from the PlayStation blog, and I thought this would be a good way to, to introduce the topic. This is from Jim Ryan, the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. DualSense marks a radical departure from our previous controller offerings and captures just how strongly we feel about making a generational leap with the PlayStation 5. The new controller, along with the many innovative features in the PlayStation 5, will be transformative for games, continuing our mission at PlayStation to push the boundaries of play now and in the future. To the PlayStation community, I truly want to thank you for sharing this exciting journey with us as we head toward PlayStation 5's launch in holiday 2020. Still there. And we look forward to sharing more information about the PlayStation 5, including the console design, in the coming months. Um, Interesting. Nowhere in that statement did they actually state how they made innovative changes. They just stated that they did it. Don't get to it. 
<laughs> well, here's here's the thing that's interesting about that, Shay. Yes, you are right in that particular. And that was sort of their polite speak to get to everything, you know, um, cover all their notes. They're very corporate bullshit. But that was at the end of the blog. And the blog is very extensive. It is basically like a rundown of the uh, dual sense. So I, it's no longer the dual shock, right? No longer yeah, dual shock. It's shocking. not the dual shock five. It's the dual sense. Dual sense in it. Mm. Um, and the big things that they talk about are kind of labeled down in the blog. Now, dual sense, what does that refer to, Rich Meister? Are you aware? I think it refers to two senses. Mm-hmm. I'm just spitballing here. Mm. And why do you think that they're naming this particular? I assume it's peanut butter sense? and chocolate, but they I may s- have gone with something <laughs> a little more out s- there, like I don't know, coffee and bacon. No, and that's two cents. Not senses. Yeah, but okay. I I would like to say something. I just I wish that I'm sorry to steamroll you, Rich, but I really wish that there would have been a lot more information, at least on what they were doing with that controller. They just, like Morgan said, they just basically gave us corporate speak and it had like a small blurb to do with the controller. Thank you for being fans. And yeah, that's cool, but we're coming up with more innovations. It's like, Hey, we just released this now. Shut the fuck up. We're going to do more. Just be patient. And you know, I just wish they would have said about a little bit more about the controller. That's just my dual sense is. High five. High That's five. That's fair. No, would you stop with the high five? <laughs> I was trying to help him out. I was trying to help him out. Come on, man. God. Well, I'm trying to not help you out. Um, that, was, that was a rescue <laughs> high five. Well, if, if I may. Rescue him from what? He was, doing, he was doing fine. Well, I, I saw Josh's face. It was a precursor. All right. Um, I think Josh appreciated it. He just didn't want to give it to me because he knows it was, it was pretty low. <laughs> no, it was one of those things fruit. where the joke itself was good, but then you continuing to, to like, Try to make sure everyone got it was was starting to get a little needy, and I was hoping it would continue. Oh, uh, you wanted, you to wanted me to seem more oh, needy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Grovel. Yeah, it was, it was a little needy too. It was a little needy. I've been having a week. <laughs> do you get on, Do you get off on groveling, Josh? Because that wouldn't surprise me. Seems hot. All Here's right, thing, so Josh. <laughs> we're all in. We're all in confined social distancing. I need. I need. I'm a man who needs, okay? I'm not going to deprive myself. I need. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I have to make a joke and I have to draw it out so somebody laughs, I need that. It's the it right a long move. walk, but we got there. Mm-hmm. Didn't, need, didn't need my high five. I feel like me. we really had a breakthrough today. Thank you. We did. Thank you. Yeah. And that's the end of the Chompcast for this week. Uh, <laughs> that's going to that's gonna do it. Uh, brought to you again by Mr. Clean. No, that's, that's Rich's trick because he wants to play more Final Fantasy. That's I got to so, take care of a he's thing. He's not the only one, let me tell you. <laughs> There's let an emergency t- at the church. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, Shay, well, this might be able to help Shay because I, I did find some stuff kind of buried in there that might be interesting to, uh, to everyone here, obviously. I was just directing that at Shay. Um, so, one of the, so they're incorporating adaptive triggers into the L2 and R2 buttons so you can truly feel the tension of your actions, like now, when drawing a bow back to shoot an arrow. So there's now, now there now has adaptive triggers. Now, can I say real quick? So they're probably doing like some kind of HD rumble like thing and all these, like all this feedback stuff. But I think there was a tweet from Mike Drucker that basically sums up the way I feel about all these controller reveals mm-hmm. where it's like these controller press bits come out and it's all this like jargon about like adaptive triggers. And then you get the controller and you're just like, oh, it fucking vibrates. 
Uh, except for the GameCube controller, that thing felt weird. Remember the triggers on that? It felt like I loved the GameCube yeah. controller. The analog the GameCube triggers. controller it, is great. It had very strange like um, triggers where like you. Well, they, they, they had were, half presses. They were analog yeah, triggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah. they were the first analog triggers. Like they're the same thing we're used to now. But the thing I actually liked about them is that it had a separate click underneath it for separate actions. That way you didn't have to worry about. Yeah, like you could feel the half press. You could yeah, feel the you difference. Know how, like, it on, was uh, weird. On yeah, Destiny, like all the uh, the hand cannons would like pull the hammer back before you got to the final spot where it broke and actually yes. pressed. Uh-huh. You could basically do that, but there'd be a click at the very end, so you know exactly where it's going to shoot. It, it felt gratifying, yeah. and it was easier to like kind of benchmark. Actually, a lot of people have talked about that idea those triggers is one of the main reasons a port of super mario sunshine wouldn't work on the nintendo switch yeah it would because be, it was reliant well, on those triggers yeah, for, uh, yeah because the water gun flood. had different propulsion uh, yeah it had different pressures right? essentially yeah i mean they could do it now because now we've also got motion controls to add to that to kind of accomplish a similar thing if you really in wanted all honesty to, what i would it. want so. is and i would i would buy this um i would want them to just put out a version of the joy con that have those big bulky GameCube triggers, and I would <laughs> I would buy those. Well, can't you buy a GameCube? <coughs> well, you can buy a GameCube controller for the Switch for Smash. So yeah, yep. you can also use the GameCube adapter uh, that like I have from back in the Wii U days. Like that same one works on the Switch. I, I love the idea that them coming out of Super Mario Sunshine, but packing in one of their GameCube controllers for like a hundred bucks. Just how like backwards yeah. weird that would be. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I, I also I have a, a basically brand new GameCube controller. I bought one of those ones with the Smash emblem on it uh, when Smash released on the Switch. Oh yeah, I uh, yeah I, I so okay so we got a lot of stuff to get. So that's one thing I thought that, was interesting. yeah, it was a hell of a sidestep there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just want to talk about Mario Sunshine. You I just wanted to talk about yes. controllers, but yeah, Who doesn't want. No, that? I I like Mario Sunshine. The, like half us, of it. Like to get us back on track, Morgan. Um. It's interesting that they're talking about like a more increased, uh, I guess, sense. I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to be serious with that controller, like with the vibrating and whatnot. I just hope that they take it a step further, actually, and they integrate that in like their move controllers because that would make VR a little bit more interesting. And I think it'd be especially interesting for you, Morgan, because then when you are watching porn in VR, you can feel the mm-hmm. shaking as you go to reach out and touch a woman in that interactive oh, VR man. porn, much like a woman normally shakes when you try and touch her. Because <laughs> uh, they're quivering with anticipation, of course. No, I was um, saying the exact opposite. But... Uh, um, More of a shudder. It, that's the word bad. I was looking for. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. That's strange. Thank, <laughs> thanks a lot, Josh. No high five there. No high five for you. Um, really? It's funny. Be- <laughs> you think you're going to try to deny me? That's oh, what fine. I thought, bitch. Oh, damn it. Damn it. No. <laughs> you stole my parlor tricks. You, you know what's going to be funny, Josh? Is you're going to go into editing and you're going to be, you're just going to edit. You're saying high five. <laughs> like it's like 10 fives. of them in a row. <laughs> it's just going to be a cacophony of high fives. Uh, just a, just record some gross slapping sound of some sort. That's man. The first time I heard people have sex in the dark, it, I didn't know it was gonna sound like that. Um, we no, let's not get into that story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's I, not. I didn't realize it was gonna sound like. You know what I mean? So 
<laughs> shocking for me. Um, if all right, let's back up. If it if it sounds like this, I'm pretty sure he's slapping his dick on a dresser. Why why are you guys doing doing the clap from when I went to see Tim and Eric live? Because you missed it. You missed. <laughs> oh the, like, god! You missed the whole bit. You're gonna have to go back, Rich, oh, and you're just. Gonna actually have to listen to this podcast and listen to this bit. It was amazing. I know that's torture. I totally missed I, it. It was the I best. I will listen bit to this podcast it. when Midgar is safe. Um, so Rich, twenty twenty five. Speaking of Rich, uh, Rache was just mentioning uh, porn in VR, and I'm st- you were my porn Sherpa for VR, and you failed me because I still have yet so? to. I I was trying to figure out how to watch porn in VR, and I put couldn't something do it. on a flash drive and plug it into your PlayStation. I I did. It did are you are you are you are you an infant? <laughs> Well, it it didn't work. Okay, it's you you simple. format it properly, like, and you can you can literally go into your PlayStation. Uh-huh. You can plug a USB drive in it, and you can watch video files on there. All you need to do is put the file on a flash drive, and put that in your PlayStation. That was I like definitely did that. And that I was two steps, and there were about eight steps he didn't understand in it. What at what part do I get the lotion again? Instructions too confusing. Got dick caught in ceiling fan. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk about this later. I was gonna say <laughs> dick stuck in PS4 tray. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. Um, <clears throat> so our design team worked closely with our hardware engineers to uh, place the triggers and actuators. Blah 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 blah. Okay, so we have pressure, right? Um, they said strong battery life for the dual sensors rechargeable battery and lessened the weight of the controller as much as possible. So much lighter and stronger battery life, which sounds good, right? Can't complain about that. In some ways, I like a little weight to my controller. Yeah, I don't have a strong uh, opinion one way or the other. Like some people really like the heavy ones. I I don't really care one way or the other. But yeah. I will say that those PS4 controllers die so fast. So they, they really do. they really do really yeah. need some better battery life. Like yeah, they they need <sighs> to talk to whoever made those uh, Switch Pro controller batteries and get oh, those for things real in there. Though, yeah. I mean, but at least I don't need to fucking buy double A's or some stupid bullshit like that. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've seen some people on Twitter actually talk about like enjoying those battery, uh, like battery capability controllers, and I, I can't remember the reasoning why. And I guess it makes sense for the minority to still have those, but yeah, the vast majority are just going to recharge. And to go up back on your, your guys's previous point, I wonder if there are studies out there that a lighter controller actually helps with things like arthritis in the wrist and fingers or stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, probably going to pronounce this incorrectly. Fibromyalgia. Is that myalgia? Fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia. Yeah, that's what I thought. Fibromyalgia. I wonder if it helps with like, uh, ailments like that, you know, to have a lighter controller because you, Obviously, part of it's going to be positioning of your fingers and your wrists and your elbows and your shoulders and everything while yeah. you're playing and That's your posture why, uh... as well. But also, I mean, the the weight is going to if you're sitting there holding it up with your wrists and you already are prone to arthritis and that's probably going to help to have a lighter controller. Yeah, that's why the best position for gaming is actually to uh, hold your hands over your head. That way it's I resting. Do that it's like completely hanging. Often. No one does that. I, no, I legitimately was just going to say. In long sessions, I'll do that. Like, yes, exactly. Sometimes my, like, because I've been sitting there so long, I start to feel myself slouch. So I will actually pull myself back for like a minute or two to kind of reset and play yeah, like just, that. Just lay there, kind of. Yeah, hold yeah. it behind I your head. I literally yeah. thought I was insane, but it's <laughs> no, hilarious. No, I totally do that. that. 
I, I do it all the time. I did it Especially yesterday. I did it yesterday when I was playing chair, Final like Fantasy. I'll go behind the headrest. Yeah, it's great. I see. I just I rest it like on my lap. Like my actual arms are on my lap, so like and there's no mm. extra weight pressure there. Like this um, is the position. That's not bad. It's just like the, the like if you're doing that, Morgan. If you're not paying attention, you'll actually slouch your shoulders forward a little bit. If you're not conscientious of keeping them straight while you're doing that, like you can slouch forward pretty easily. So it's interesting. Who yeah. knew that the controller conversation would bring us to positioning of body yeah. while we played? Yeah, I still miss uh, the know, the Wii controller. You could actually have your arms separate, like the Wii and nunchuck. I I really wish there were more controllers in two parts like that, where you could just mm-hmm. sit wherever you want. That's, Speaking of which, yeah. as much as I, I mean, love the Switch, you can do that with the Switch now. But, yeah, yeah, you could totally do that but with the Joy Cons, and I have before, and I think it's it feels all right. Some yeah. games though, I do playing yeah. like that are miserable. Like, have you guys tried playing Smash? Like with the controllers apart, it's too weird. Yeah, it's really yeah. weird. I don't even I, more leisurely stuff. Like when I was yeah. playing um, Animal Crossing works great like that. Actually. Tokyo Mirage sessions, and I was grinding out in that game. There you go. Uh, I would just sit in my chair with two I, separate Joy Cons. I bet you Minecraft would be good with something like that. Like just something really lax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's because Smash is like such a tense thing that like you you want to feel like you're on a stable rock. It's weird. It's like a psychological, but it helps you feel like you're in control oh, when you split them apart. It's I just, think I'm you're in right. Of anything. And yeah. I think part of that too is, especially with Smash, you have to make such minute um, moves. Like if you're doing something like Josh and I were practicing this a few weeks ago, like bears. If you're doing those type of moves, like you need precise movement and. Uh, precision on when you're clicking things and so if you have those controllers apart you're going to also be focusing on just like hand-eye coordination as well because you don't have just one unit there you have two units and it can at least for me and i'm sure for other people too it has a propensity to make you confused like all right what do i press you know like you're doing two different things it's like when you're drumming and you're using your hands to play like if you're doing a polyrhythm where your right hand's doing a 4-4, four, four, but your left hand is doing a 3-4 on the snare. Like, it's it's going to be a little bit confusing to your brain yes. to yeah. try and parse yeah. those out. And it's kind of the same thing with the controllers, where if you just have one unit, it's like both your hands are playing in 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, yeah, I think actually the drum thing is a, a good way of explaining sort of the brain's confusion there. Um, now let's talk about colors. Traditionally, our base controllers have a single color. As you can see, we went a different direction this time around and decided on a two-tone design. Additionally, we changed the position of the light bar that will give it an extra pop. On the DualShock 4, it sat on the top of the controller. Now it sits at each side of the touchpad. I hoping they get rid of that touchpad. Giving it a slightly larger look and feel. All in all, we went through several concepts and hundreds of mock-ups over the last few years before we settled on the final design. Um, it has been tested by a wide range of gamers in a variety of hand sizes Ooh. <laughs> in order for us to achieve the comfort level, level we wanted with great ergonomics. All right. So, <laughs> weirdly enough, that's a description for the first porno I ever made. Tried the different <laughs> hand sizes. That's actually what Morgan was reading. I switched the files. Oh, damn it. Crafty bastards. Okay, oh, that's so. a VR porny shine watch. Got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's why it's not working. How uh, was the VR porn, by the way, Rich? Um, weird. <laughs> okay, all right. There we go. We, there uh, you have it. That's a discussion for another day. That's like a whole no. other topic. Oh, no, Mor- Morgan's, trying to, Morgan's trying to draw <laughs> you into the trap. <laughs> yeah, no, no trap. 
the trap of actually being honest in the public. Yeah, that's right. Sounds like a trap to me. Aren't you the one who changed subjects when he was trying to explain how to do it? And you're like, ah, we'll discuss this later. Well, no, I just, it's going to take a long time, and I mm, want to be able to pay uh-huh. attention. <laughs> it should not take a long time. We were basically done. No, 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 Rich. Let's just, let's just let him, let's let him go with that reasoning. It's completely foolproof and sound. Let's go with that one. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. I only agreed to stop because I was, in fact, done. <laughs> so, look, the color is a big controversial Whoa. part of this. <laughs> I almost made a really fucked up joke. Oh, it's okay, Josh. Can I always edit it out? Um... So Wait, that's this the, is not live? Uh, DualSense also adds a built-in microphone array, which will enable players to easily chat with their friends without a headset. Holy shit. That sounds shit. awful. Okay. But of course... it means your friends are going to be yelling through your living if, room. Dude, they're going to be yelling anyone, through that touchpad. Like, it's an option. It's not... It, no, no. Oh, what okay. I mean is, though, as as anyone who awful. chooses to use the onboard controller mic... Oh my god! It's, it's more of an emergency. Like, thing. You get to insane. hear the sensation of being thrown across the room as someone rage quits. <laughs> yeah, that's dude, for real. Like I was gonna tell. Like Morgan said, hopefully they. Uh, you were hoping they were gonna do away with that touchpad. I actually, when I was playing The Last of Us, I had turned my volume down pretty low because it was pretty late at night one night I was playing, and then all of a sudden, like I collected something that's like. <sighs> into my touchpad and it's super quiet in my apartment it scared the fuck out of me <laughs> that's what he's raiding your house yeah it's well yeah because like i i don't know if you can adjust the volume on the controller i've never tried but yeah yeah just, there's something in the system well, dude menu to, that, that baby sense. freaks me out all the time in death stranding it's like wah, wah, just cries out of well, nowhere imagine that you're like it's that, really quiet and you're trying to be quiet because your family or your neighbors and all of a sudden and you're just like, what the fuck is going on in my apartment? That would be like Rich's nightmare, falling asleep and been waking up to the son of a baby crying. Like, oh, what happened in my life? Where, I, where no, I'd, I? Just, I'd just be scared because I think I was playing Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you watch <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, God, I'm going to have to stop setting you up for those. Um, let's see. <laughs> you set them up by knocking them down. <laughs> Yeah, they're kind of bouncing off the rim, but they—I guess they—they they hit the backboard, swivel around, they, fall. They, They've—they've been getting that generous Kawhi bounce, haven't they? <laughs> they do. I, I don't know, Morgan. Like when, when I made a joke, people laughed. When you made a joke, silence. Hey, hey, he got a clap that he Look, did himself, him. but he got a clap. The, the the listeners are the ones laughing for me. Rich. You heard it here first. Morgan got the clap, <laughs> or laughing at me, one of the two. All right, so uh, the share button is now gone. Um, you will notice there's no longer a share button that we have By to do which a they, mean for. they renamed it. It's not going away. In fact, we built upon the success of our industry first share button to bring you the new create button feature. With create, we're once again pioneering new ways for players to create <laughs> epic to game name buttons. <laughs> that sounds so up its own ass. Yeah, the <laughs> only thing from share. Oh, yeah. now we are creating. No, it's it's yeah. No, the reason they did that is so they uh, wouldn't have to. Uh, change any of the printing for the only thing they need to reprint for different languages is the little label on the back that's like yeah it's probably for manufacturing <laughs> reasons that way there wasn't a named button on there i really wish they would have just like put it more extensively and like with this change we are pioneering new ways to name buttons mm-hmm. like, that would have been amazing <laughs> but no no like 
I know, like, I'm being I'm being facetious right now, but, like, that whole description is like, <laughs> we changed it to create because we make art with our controllers. Our controllers are art. Mm. Yes. Yes, quite. <laughs> yeah, I, look, it's, that's the, yes. They're all perfect. sipping brandy. Yeah. You're no longer We're, sharing. You're a creator. Creating. You're it's a not, creator. It's not dual We're controller. We're all artists. It's dual sense. With the create button. <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of like it, but, um, you know, I'm up my own ass. So here's how it works. I, I, I that, think that it's that, the button itself though, before we move on, okay, nothing okay. about that implies create. It wasn't, it, isn't it just like three lines? It's yeah, three it lines. It they already had a button that was it, three lines. They just turned the three lines sideways this time. That button's just yelling. Yeah. Um, well, but that's the issue. They already had three lines in a line. So that's, they're not yelling. They're yelling into the sky. I like to They're imagine ye- an, it's a it's creator. the yelling god button. Yes, you're yelling mm-hmm. at the clouds. Create. Mm-hmm. So the the big thing that people were check out on this that- screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just should just start adding shapes as the new buttons. Oh. Like put a funky rhombus. Well, dude, they That'd already would be amazing. I mean, yeah, why An not octagon? go? Yeah, expand their shape idea. They already have the, you know, the basic shapes on the, the primary buttons. Why not take that further? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, they already went with uh, one, three, and four, and and then an X. All That's the basic shapes. shapes. <laughs> you remember from shaping the hole when you were a kid, the- where you'd put the hole with the X. Before mm-hmm. we go any further, I'm going to make the joke before somebody else does. Uh, they, they have to use shapes because all PS4 controllers don't know how to read. <laughs> okay, now we can keep going. Because you That's know true. someone's going to make did. that joke. Yeah, it's a really weird joke. Uh, like, no, you're right, but it's a really weird <laughs> yeah, joke. for sure. <laughs> all right. Um, heesh. Sorry, I'm exhausted. No, it's okay. Uh, Dude, Rich, you and I are loopy as shit right now. <laughs> Things are just flying. <laughs> Shay and I are on like four hours of sleep combined. <laughs> you poor, uh-huh. poor children. Um, okay, so we have kids. <laughs> I know you poor things. Uh, all right, so we have a lot to get to here about this controller. People have thoughts, and then of course we're going to lay down our thoughts as well. Now, the big thing that I've noticed from people commenting was the joystick still being in the same spot. I guess this is a thing where some people are really weird about their joysticks being. In that spot, which I always found strange because, I mean, I've, maybe just because I've played games since I was a kid with the PlayStation controller, it's like psychologically second nature to me. But mm-hmm. a lot of people um, like the the joysticks that are like diagonal to each other, you know, and they're not um, parallel. So that was something I noticed as like a common thread. Where, where do you guys fall on that? Don't care? Doesn't fucking matter kind of a thing? Or? I actually kind of prefer the parallel um, at this point. And I... I don't know that I necessarily am. I feel like to, I'm in some minority with that, where people are like, oh, no, I like the disparity, the difference in it. Um, but I guess I just, I'm accustomed to it. Like, now I actually use um, the Switch Pro controller for PC stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, like, I was using a PC, I preferably used a PS4 controller for PC stuff, just because I like that controller better. Yeah. I, I wonder, like, I'm sure there, again, are some pro there are probably some studies that show that there's a certain direct correlation between positioning of the thumb, um, the thumbs and the joysticks and response time. I'm sure that there are some studies out there between the two controllers. I don't know. I've never looked it up because I, 
don't I don't mean this rudely. I just I I've never cared enough to look it up. But let's do a study. Yeah, let's do a study. I I'd actually that would be an interesting study. Anyways, um graduate research. Anyways, um I'm I'm so used to both at this point because I grew up playing both of them that I don't really it doesn't bother me either way. My brain adapts and I could see where it would be confusing for some people just coming into gaming. It's kind of similar to, I think, just like generationally how things work. You know, uh, the generation before us trying to play on a dual shock controller was probably a little bit of an uphill struggle for them because when they played video games, it was a few buttons and a joy- joypad, and that was pretty much it. And so I think we would see that natural evolution. I think the. <clears throat> Biggest thing here is that I'm surprised that controllers haven't really expanded since the PS1 era. I mean, when they got those little dual shot or the the dual uh, thumbsticks, dual shock. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a dual shock. Ever since that's happened, like we haven't seen a major upgrade in controllers, which is kind of interesting if you think about it, because there there was so much. I mean, between the PS4 and the Xbox, I should say. Obviously, Nintendo's been innovating for years, but... um, And people have tried stuff. I mean, look at the Steam controller. That's true. That's a good point. It's curious to see how it hasn't taken off, because like we look at the original Nintendo controller and how minimalist that was. I mean, obviously, it wasn't that, but now, uh, revisionist history, it's very simplistic. And... We look to where it it went to PS1, where they had like the dual analog sticks, and we haven't really moved much further from that. I mean, they added a touchpad, which is cool. Um, they added a share now create button, but other than that, it hasn't really innovated much, and it's kind of it's kind of confusing why it hasn't innovated for five generations. I I think it's just because it's been a really familiar design. Like if you look at how we thought people were freaking out when they announced this, like I just really love the feel of the PlayStation controller since I was a kid. I always have it's there. If you hold this like dual, whatever this is, dual shock for or whatever it is. And then you hold like an original PlayStation control. There is definitely a difference, but, but in general it's, it's similar. Yeah. And the overall this, layout has never mm. changed, but like, ergonomically stuff is shifted to make it feel more comfortable in your hand. They've gotten lighter by changing materials over the years. Yes. Yes. And, but that's why I think this is cool because they are finally, this is actually a bigger shift than, than you might think. And it was cool. Cause we did a poll and like 72% of our audience said they actually really liked the design and it, confused me because like our personal uh like discord was very <laughs> did not seem to enjoy it very much and um a lot of the feedback i was hearing from people uh, on twitter seemed really mixed but whenever i just did the anonymous poll thing 72 percent people said that they really liked it so i thought that was interesting and and <clears throat> my uh, like digital samurai says a digital underscore samurai uh responded to our question of the week and said why do the buttons look flush instead of uh, of raising like they're more touch sensitive and i sent him a photo a lot of people haven't seen some of the extra photos but if you look at some of the other photos that they released you can see that it's just because the buttons are clear they actually are protruding what appears to be about the same way it's just it's an optical illusion it's yeah and i was going to say i would be there's no way in hell they would ever shift to it being a touch thing. It just would not feel right. You 
you need analog buttons or you're not getting oh yeah a, 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 the proper feedback it just wouldn't feel right like you wouldn't be able to get timing right on stuff no. it would be so weird yeah yeah and that th- i think yeah. that's still yeah. the, the biggest thing that nintendo has going for them is that they've just had you know ridiculously large buttons i mean i don't not not the the joy cons themselves those are still nice and small and clicky but like the pro controller i still think is the best controller of this generation just because it's so i agree just just tactilely like everything Mm -hmm. about it the thumbsticks feel great the buttons are just just massive great d-pad yeah it just feels good in your hand overall Yeah. yeah so yeah i i would absolutely be worried about that for playstation as well if uh if they decided that, you know, they needed some, you know, some chiclet, you know, keycap looking nonsense. It would be terrifying. Controller, yeah. yeah. And that's why, I, but I, it was just cool because some of the other photos they released, like I was sending you guys, it has a really cool sort of clear design. And it's too bad the buttons don't do like a light up thing either. But anyways, when you hold it sideways and look at it from the back, you can see the pictures they released. You see the buttons look pretty much the same. They're just clear, which is nice. Um, but also the back of the troller, controller is, is comfortingly familiar. Like if you look at the, the look of the triggers and kind of the slope and everything. like It looks Almost identical to a PS4 controller. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. It's really just the 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 shape itself is closer to like an Xbox uh, One well, controller. I think now. the grip the grips are. Yes, the grips. Which is, that's what I that, mean. Yeah, yes, that's yes. the important part. Is like yeah, because those. I mean, I actually like the grips on the PS4 controller just fine. But like too, you know, yeah. there, there's plenty of studies that show like the the grips on the Xbox One controllers are more natural. And I, to Josh's point from earlier, I would actually argue I like the feel of the grips on the Switch Pro controller even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. So, uh, there's a couple of things I want to get to. Um. <laughs> sorry, I just so one of our chompers just sent me a thing about that secret rumored Nintendo Direct was supposed to be releasing a bunch of Mario shit. We're not gonna talk about that yet, though. Secret, Top secret. secret. I've got a secret. Top secret. Yeah. And I actually, while while you're composing yourself, one thing I did want to say is I said that you know there hasn't been a lot of innovation in controllers. I completely disregarded the uh, xbox elite controller which was the dreamcast controller well no uh <laughs> the xbox oh, cool. elite well, that thing controller. was unique that was such yeah, a put... such an innovation by having the cord come out the wrong end they were like put yeah <laughs> how about we put the cord so it's always in the way and also oh, there's a God. tamagotchi that goes into the controller you i think people would like uh... that <laughs> Oh, plenty. That was a real thing. I always forget that's real until I see it. I got like I know, four like every time here, I pull one out, I'm like, really? How did this get past anyone? It just, just made you anyone. sit closer to the TV because you didn't want to like well, stretch the controller it, in a it weird was, way. It was right after the meeting about the N64 controller where they were like, yeah, and it'll be fun because if you play Goldeneye, you'll just use two of them at the same time. You <laughs> uh, two Tamagotchis. Um, all right, so uh, Shrimp Ball just said, ew, it looks like the Xbox and the PlayStation had a baby in space. Um... I like that idea of the Xbox and the PlayStation having sex in space, and that somehow causes the baby to look like this with that sleek white shell. I'm, a lot. <clears throat> I'm glad the the lady robot from Wally um, is our new controller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. Well, and Rich, you had a, a legit good point that I I wanted to post that some people were actually like, "Oh, that's true. That's true." And you know, I wish we had a little more reach because I didn't hear enough people saying it that. It if you look at the PlayStation VR design, it really is a precursor to what they we didn't know it at the time, but it's really a precursor for where they were going aesthetically. And it makes sense because that like that's their newest piece of hardware, um, and it's going to be compatible with the PlayStation Five, 
So the idea that like the look of the PSVR is similar to the P- PlayStation 5 makes sense. And I think but prior to that, you pointed out, you're like, oh, it looks like Astrobot. And my immediate thought was, well, Astrobot was designed to look yeah. like the PSVR <laughs> headset. So I just didn't go all the way with it for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Uh, which Astrobot is really cute. I like Astrobot a lot. Um, the game is great too, obviously amazing, yeah. but like it's, I think Sony has always look, they've had great mascots, right? You know, crash bandicoot spiral, all that stuff, but like they were trying to find a new sort of mascot for the VS PSVR in a weird way. And they took those weird, a lot of people know, don't know this, but the Astrobot robot was a sort of a, ver- a variation of the playroom, um, yeah. robots that they had back in the day uh, when they had that weird playroom thing. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's a it's a really cute design, but it's interesting. Uh, Trivial Nerd says it looks better with the black mock-up, but I'd say the big question is how the buttons and directional pad look pretty recessed. Again, as I mentioned, hopefully this helps. It's just an illusion. You can find pictures that show that they are not recessed. Also, I, I bet you it might not be on launch day, but I bet you you'll be able to get a black one. Yeah, Ye- I'm sure at some point. Yeah, if but not launch day. If the controller is white, I'd rather just have a white. I mean, if the system is white-ish, I'd probably rather have the white I mean, controller. I have plenty of different. I mean, I have the 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 original one. I have one of those gray camo ones because they look like shit, so they're on sale on Amazon all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I have the the classic uh, PlayStation one, which I actually went out of my way to get. Oh, I do. silver. Yeah. I don't gray. Yeah. I don't think matching controller to console, the colors. It's that important anymore. I mean, we look at the Switch. The console is just a plain black, but the all of the controllers are just these vibrant different colors. And maybe Nintendo always sits out as an exception to the rule, but I don't think it's that big of a deal anymore. Like, my PS4 controller definitely doesn't match my PS4 console color at all. And I'm actually, I much prefer that because then it's less sea of black or sea of white I'm trying to search for my controller with. You know, it's like, oh, there's my super bright red controller that I can't fucking miss. Okay, easy to grab kind of thing. Well, yeah, and, uh-huh. like, if you if you don't care about it, I think it's... Obviously, that's the cool thing about it. You can get whatever controller you want, whatever color you want. But, like, I can tell you as someone who's been married twice that if when you have a bunch of nerdy junk, you know, your people who care about the look of your house, they want it to look nice, so... They want it to be sleek. They want the body. Yeah. She look. just wants you to clean the house. Is... Yeah. yeah, just clean up more. Yeah. But she, she doesn't want a bright green controller with a black... It's just... I, I, no, well, maybe no one wants no, that. She no. doesn't She doesn't want it to be on the coffee table all the time. Right. Um, I, and just a, take a sanitizing wipe and wipe it down once in a while so it doesn't look green from all the the caked food <laughs> that you've left on your fingers and you just grabbed your controller with. Just wipe it down once in a while. Yeah. I have never... Just, re- just you know what? Remove that Cheeto dust patina. <laughs> when, when I see people eating food like chips while they're playing a video game, I actually recoil in fear. Um, I actually, uh, I, I, <laughs> I think I we need a reaction eat, video of that. I'll only eat something like popcorn or something and I eat it in a way, like I put it in a cup and I got to like lift the cup. And yes. Eat, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean that's, the most, uh, that's good. So uh, just like the, the bits, the specks and crumbs just fall on the controller instead of you directly well, the putting controller's them on there. down on the, I lean over my keyboard so I can get the crumbs inside of shit, that. Uh, you it's know, if you, if you go down to your local tax store, you can actually, Get yourself a nice fitted feed bag. 
and uh oh i already have one yeah okay okay yeah <laughs> feedback. you know what the most uh, unfortunate part of the controller coloring to me is i'm always losing that gray camo one in many of earth's gray and black jungles <laughs> you know i'm just playing outside <laughs> on my projector screen <laughs> set up to the side of my yeah. house and i never mow my lawn so so it's That's... gone no you know what we should invent though we should invent like you know how they have one of the like beer hats we should invent chip hats so... i was gonna say find my controller app oh okay that too um, okay, uh, JT Ruiz, uh, Ruiz says, by the way, he said I got his name right last time, so thank you. Um, my Who's first takeaway, something to? I got it wrong and then right again. Uh, my oh, first okay. takeaway, clean, these days I want something simple but effective, and the dual sense seems like the answer. The bells and whistles are all great, but honestly, it looks like something that would fit naturally into my hands, like a beer, complex yet so simple. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, the color has people the most one thing you'll see here as i get some of these comments is that people are weirded out by the white they're worried the white is going to get dirtier now i'm i'm thinking that sony is planned for this in some way shape or form with the material being probably pretty easy to clean in some shape or fashion i don't think um, so i mean it's, because it's like plastic because microsoft clean did that yeah. well but I would imagine they're going to have people in the testing be like, yeah, well, white generally gets a little dirtier faster. Isn't that a problem? And you think they're just like, ah, who cares? Again, like again. Microsoft's last console was white. This isn't an issue. Again, uh, take, true. take, clean take it. a sanitizing wipe. Yeah. Wipe it down more than once every six months. And you should they be actually, okay. They um. make uh, sanitizing wipes specifically for electronics. Mm-hmm. Wow. What do you know? You knew that. Look at you. You, you hear, you hear um, Morgan's surprised expression? That just concludes our earlier theory that his wife doesn't want dirty controllers on the coffee table. <laughs> I don't have a coffee table, actually. Uh, <laughs> well, you just doesn't want them sticking I had a kid, to whatever uh, you set them down on. I had a, yeah, once we had a, yeah, I had a kid fall through on one time. It was a big mess. Glass shattered everywhere. Um, so, a wooden one. I was power, power, power say, driving there. I was, was going to say, you're giving them a the wooden into the coffee table. table. And then it turns out, no, no, you have kids and a glass coffee table. I've Look, I can have a philosophical conversation <laughs> about how coffee tables don't work, but I don't want to do that right now. You um, keep saying things are philosophical. <laughs> I'm not really sure you know what that means. I, a philosophical coffee the, table. You can't keep don't the coffee table circle, circle guys. To... We're coming full circle. Okay. Uh, full circle. Um, it's it's because of the... It's because of the... The crows of passion. Um, <laughs> Josh, how do you feel about? Uh, I want if you guys can go around here and just tell me like gear quick before I get to these other comments, uh, sure. whether you like the controller or not. On why, like your let's go with your first impressions and uh, and I kind of want to let our listeners into like what you were thinking when you first saw it, like because I know for me my first impression was uh oh, it's different I don't like it and then after I looked at it more I was like actually I think I do really like it. Uh, Josh, you first. Um, I, 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 I think I like it. I'm still, um, I'm kind of with you, Rich. I like, I actually, I like the, uh, offset usually more, but that's also because if there's a shooter, I'm playing it on PC. Um, like I, I, the symmetrical thumbsticks are way better for anything where you're using dual sticks constantly. It's kind of the the thing you you want your thumbs in the same spot either way. So, yeah, I th- I think it's fine. the the the, uh, the controller has worked for a long time, and it's still basically the same controller. And so I'm, I yeah, like 
it, it looks good to me. It looks good to if me. If it ain't broke. Yeah. I, I actually, I didn't even read any of the crap about it because I don't care. It's a controller is kind of where I was. I'm actually in the same boat with you. I didn't read the, the press release or anything. Yeah. Like I, I didn't even I, read it. I'm like, I looked at the pictures and, but so I don't know if the sense on the controllers is a rumble thing like Morgan was saying, or if it's like smell a vision, they finally added it. Well, I, 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 I've seen some like in the PC space for a long time that'll have like pressure feedback. So like they get harder to pull for, no, that's what it, what it is. It's haptic feedback in the triggers is what, so it is. So they're actually motorized and that I'm not a big fan of because that, I mean, hopefully you'll just be able to turn it off. So it's got a standard trigger pull for everything. Cause I don't want buttons to change how difficult they are to pull their, their tension and stuff. I think it depends on, and I don't want it in like a competitive space. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think I welcome that kind of stuff. If it like serves a net that like a narrative game, well, like to a point of where they're trying to evoke a certain feeling, I think it can be used correctly. Yeah. I think maybe you should put it on the thumbsticks. So whenever you're holding forward and then just very, very slowly walking down a hallway like happens in you know three or four games a year that that it's just it's so so hard to actually push that thumbstick forward while you're actually doing that it's it's really just always tied to what developers do with it really i mean you can put implant the ideas in the controller but uh what are the developers going to do you know creative like people like kojima doing crazy shit out there um hopefully so I mean, look, he did a lot of innovative shit with that original DualShock in Metal Gear, so. That's true. That's true. Look, you sound, be, you sound mm-hmm. sad that you have to admit that that's true. No, no, I'm not, I'm not sad. That's <laughs> one of Kojima's games I like. And for mm-hmm. the most part, I'm a big fan of his work. We're looking backward Just wistfully. When people were had to keep him in check. Um, no, never keep people in check. Um, okay, yeah, so you, that's why everybody loves uh, the Star Wars prequels. Oh, come on now. That's not That's going to go right into our topic for next week. <laughs> um what you know what? I bet no, not going to do it. Not doing it. Um okay, sorry. I I just had to run to make sure something was okay with my kids. Uh did you guys all go round robin here or just Josh? All of a sudden you heard a coffee table shatter from downstairs. <laughs> oh, I, I, I heard a wooden table shatter. Josh, high five. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> You guys are monsters. You got a high 10 out of that. <coughs> One hand, you got two others back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's crazy. That's magical math. All right. Um, did you, but did you guys, sorry, I was gone. Did you guys give your opinions on uh, the, all of you? Dude, I was drinking water when you said that's magical math. I don't know why. That was one of the funniest things in the world. <laughs> I almost choked um, on my water and spit it all over my computer. I mean, I think I got mine across uh, with Josh for the most part. I basically <laughs> okay. mirror sentiments. Um, I, I, I basically got a look at it and was like, "That looks fine." They're making some changes that make sense, uh, and I, I don't feel like crazy strongly about. It. I think I, looking at it, I, I, yeah, I'm happy with it. I think it's a good design. But Shay, you hate it, right? Drop a bomb here. Come on, first take. Give it to me. Um, I think that this is the absolutely most reprehensible bullshit that Sony has ever pulled. I can't believe that over five generations I've spent supporting this company and putting my blood, sweat, and tears into their games on their console, and this is how they repay me, giving me this 
absolutely ludicrous controller design. No, I, I don't. I actually like it a lot. Initially, when I saw it, I loved the color scheme. I don't know why. It reminded me of something that came straight from Mass Effect, which is probably why I liked it so much. But yeah, like one of the weapons or something like that. Something yeah. like that. Maybe uh-huh. like a health pack or something in like the science department of the Normandy. But I don't know. I, I really like the controller design a lot. It's a little bit different. And at first, like, admittedly, at first, I was like a little tepid on it. I was trying to figure out what they were doing exactly. But the more I looked at it, I, I thought to myself, yeah, I really like what they're doing here. So I'm excited. I'm, I, I, I made the joke about the create button. Of course, I don't mind. It's, it's a button. It's not a big deal. I'm actually really excited. It's cool that they are trying new things, that they're not just sitting there resting on their laurels, so to speak. Because I think that gaming has largely gone into a place where they're fine-tuning things, but they've been very comfortable with where they're at, so they haven't made large choices. And granted, Mm -hmm. some people are going to be like, well, it's just a controller, and I mean, they haven't radically changed the design. But it at least they're showing that they're willing to shake up something that they've been resting on for a few years now because granted we were talking about earlier how the ps1 and ps4 controller has had some design changes and it has changed over the years and i'd agree with that but i think they've largely been under the principle of if it ain't broke don't fix it and just fine-tune what they've made to perfect it but it looks like they are pushing past that to try and get to a new place eventually maybe i don't know it it, it definitely looks different uh from what they've done and to speak to the comments of it looks pretty samey to Xbox. I mean, sure, maybe it's a little bit less edged and a little bit more rounded like the Xbox controller, but the the thumb pad or the thumb uh, sticks are still parallel. So, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I agree. I, I I agree with all you guys' sentiments. I don't have a strong like. The thing that that gets me the most is that PlayStation still finds a way to make their stuff look at least a little stylish with it, which I like. Like Xbox, I just I don't understand who is in their marketing department that's just like make it look as anecdotic as pops uh, as possible, um, because all their stuff just looks so sterile and soulless. Except for of course that original Xbox that had that giant green X on it. Hashtag which... bring back the Duke. <laughs> That was, that was, I was thinking about that the other day because I was like, man, Xbox is always so boring now, but they have one of, they had one of the weirdest looking consoles ever that, you know, only Halo could have sold that ugly thing. Well, to be fair, um, as far as like weird looking shit, like I always think about like when the N64 controller premiered, like who was in the test lab to make that controller where they're like at a third hand grip. Somebody's like, why? uh, Not just the controller, the console (laughs) itself. It's got like these weird little bulbs on the front of it and, and stuff. I it's like there's not a straight line anywhere on the whole thing. Yeah. It's, well, it doesn't make sense because you would not, mm-hmm. like Rich is saying, why would you have three hand grips? Well, you can only hold two at once. No, actually, <laughs> yeah, add a third one. I read, I read an article a few months ago, actually. That, so they added that third hand grip. So when you're playing Super Mario 64 and you're playing Ocarina of Time, you can use the middle joystick to insert it into your anus so you can orgasm as you're playing. That's actually, that's what I used it for. I didn't know that was official. It, it, it was officially announced by the... Uh, Is it official or was yeah. that retconned? They're like, everyone's using it for this. We need to come out and say that was our well, de- you know, idea the whole time. Years. Mm. I don't think that joystick can get far enough in your asshole to give you an orgasm. Well, Morgan, there's only one way to find out, buddy. 
on it. All right, let's see here. Headquarters. Uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, Hold on. Live. Let me get an Instagram live going. Well, Morgan, I actually wanted to say one thing that you mentioned. I agree that, <clears throat> excuse me, that it feels like a lot of Xbox's hardware has been understated, except maybe the Xbox Elite controller with the little triggers on the back. But a lot of it feels understated, and I think that is more due to catering to who they sell it to. I know a lot of, I know it's going to sound weird, just go with me on this, a lot of military personnel absolutely swear by Xbox over PlayStation. And I think that that is a lot uh, lot to do is with that- the design of that. Like, that's their target, a lot of their target audience. Um, and military, a lot of their, like, their uniform and their, what um what they use is kind of understated. So maybe that has some sort of influence on that. I don't know. Yeah, it's like don't stand out sort of a thing. Right, um, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Um headquarters said, yeah, it's beautiful. Don't care much for the two-tone arrangement, but I definitely like the look of it. Um, especially the other angle I was telling you guys about. I just hope the battery life is way better than the PS4. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? According to that article, it will be. How much better? Who knows? It's yeah, 30 that's minutes the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be way better because those things last for like four hours and it's pathetic. Like I was, the the Rich and I were talking about the uh, Switch ones. They last for 20 hours and fully charge in four hours. So as long and as also, you sleep for four hours a night, it will never run out on you. Also, yeah. Sony knows how to make good battery life. My Vita has had a full charge since 2016. Yeah. <laughs> That's because you never play it. I actually play this all the time. I don't know if you are familiar. There's a game for this. It was called Persona 4 Golden. Oh, that's and right. you can also play another game on it called Suikoden 2. Mm-hmm. Rich, you play that all the time. You amaze me with how much time you have to devote to games. Like, <laughs> it seriously amazes me. <laughs> You're like the, you're like the, you're was like it the, that I just pulled this from off screen like that it was right here? <laughs> it's like, it's like God heard our cries with fish who couldn't be bothered to play one hour of a video game in a year and said, I will deliver upon you a man who loves video games more than any man. Well, if, if I'm going to be totally and, honest And with one you guys, finger on the monkey cock curled. curled. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to be totally honest with you guys, like right now, especially because of uh, working situations, I'm playing a lot more. Um. And uh, also, not a lot of people check up on what I'm doing in my office at work. It's in the back of the building, and there's really no reason for anyone but me to go there. Oh, okay. You're one of those people. I like it. I think um, I think Josh, you should remove that from the show on the off chance that one of his managers are like, you know, I heard Rich does a podcast. I'm going to check it out. And then suddenly next week when Rich goes to work, he's like, God damn, this guy's always in my fucking office. What is he doing? <laughs> To the back office. Dude, I, I had a job that let me play Game Boy Advance at my desk. And I know that sounds sad, but it was like, it was so liberating to be like, oh, I could play this Game Boy Advance at my at my desk without getting in trouble. And I swear to God, the amount of Game Boy Advance I played was horrify you. Um, Choi to go said, I love the controller design lends itself to a lot of cool color options, which people have been mocking up. But we, I think we all agree that like the actual console is going to have to look somewhat like this. So it's going to be kind of whitish blackish blue right maybe shout out to troy though good dude good dude so but we've narrowed yeah, it down know. to looking white yeah. and black we've uh yeah i know real real well 
real investigative reporting. Which I know. oddly enough has doubled the space they have to work in as of <laughs> yeah, as far all as their, all their previous consoles. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's always just been gray, black, right? And, and when someone showed me the gray the other day, I actually got nostalgic for that like original gray, which is funny because it's not pretty. That To be fair, that original PlayStation, although maybe more stylish than an Xbox 360, is not very stylish. It is a rectangle with yeah. the PlayStation logo on it, you know? Yeah, she's a yeah. more so than that, it's got like ridges, I guess, for design stability. It's hideous. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, I have the white PS3. That mm. happened. Don't forget that. Yeah. Oh, the Destiny one? No, PS3. Yeah, there was Destiny on the PS3. Oh, I didn't know that was the PS4. They have a white PlayStation 4 for Destiny. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. I And to go back to the gray thing, like one thing that I think I had forgotten about until you guys mentioned it, even with like the older consoles, like nintendo super nintendo ps1 is because of that gray it and i think it's more to do with the material it was made with it had the propensity to discolor i don't know if you guys remember that like if it sat in a smoker's yes. household yeah. for a year it would turn this oh. like nasty the, yellowish the super nintendo brand and the and the, the nes and nes both have the same uh, yeah same problem yeah I know, I know some PlayStation, some older ones, the first ones, did as well. Like, if you were to ever pop yeah, into no, a did. pawn shop and you're mm-hmm. just, like, hunting for deals and you're like, oh, that PlayStation has been through some shit. It's seen some shit that no PlayStation should ever see. Places do make some cleaners that actually, like, do a pretty exceptional job of getting rid of that. Like, restoring the finish on those consoles. Mm. Yeah, and that, yeah, that stuff is, is really cool, actually. Um... Just Sai, one of our friends and patrons, said that I want to give an opposing opinion here to have it in there. He said, it's like a guy with the three-finger crab claw hands was finally removed from the design team. Looks like it will actually be comfortable to hold and play. Also, the Doom the Xbox- guy? <laughs> the the, the Xbox cr- can- Yeah, he's crabbing it. The, the Xbox can- Monster Hunter? The Xbox controller design is the way to go. Um they changed it after four consoles of crappy controllers. Now, hold on, Jessai. I'm happy you've this changed, but there haven't been four there crappy I've been playing a lot of old games on the PS2, and the PS2 and PS1 controllers are not identical, because the first gen, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll say identical once they added the analog sticks in there. But, uh, you know, even then, not identical because of... Uh, they had pressure-sensitive buttons on the two. But again, shape-wise, it's the same thing. Yeah. Those little nubby uh, grips on the back of there are oh, great. Yeah, I they're, forgot they're about tiny. They're I tiny. forgot about those. And, and they, the, they kind of, the whole thing just sits in the front of your hand. Um, yeah, and that's because huh. those analog sticks are so heavy. Like, they were made of, like, fucking 10 pounds of rubber so like you felt like the the controller was tipping into your hand the whole time Mm -hmm. yeah i've been yeah me going back through vagrant story here on stream has reminded me of some of the wonkiness that i'd forgotten about some of it works it works fairly well when you are playing something dual stick because you slide the whole thing forward in your hands to get to those sticks anyway so that's one of the reasons why katamari damasi is like the best feeling thing to play on the ps2 yeah. Um, but like, yeah, they've, but that's they've the, had that's some the cycle. Aw- awkward feeling controllers for a while now. 
that's the psychological trick though, right guys? Because if, as we were started with the PlayStation one, I think playing them all in succession felt fine. But if you were to go back, like Josh is saying, after playing modern controllers, then yeah, it's probably going to feel, I mean, yeah, they made the changes for a reason. Yeah, but I just I'm saying if you were playing as they came one, two, and three, I don't, I never felt like they were bad controllers. I, but I think going back to them, of, of course, it's gonna feel. I, I but some people I, swear by that. I Sorry. don't feel like it's been four generations of bad per se. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, that's I, a because bit strong, I, but yeah, I what we had to work with with the PS One was certainly a hell of a lot better than the N64 controller. And I think if we didn't get that PS1 controller, we wouldn't have the Xbox controller. Uh-oh, That's Josh is making a That's just blatantly face. incorrect, though. Is it? Like, the N64 Ooh, had an analog controller, so you got games you could play with an analog stick. At the PS2, yeah. for compatibility reasons, all games had to play on the original controller. So the, that analog stick basically was just a D-pad that got, you know, that mapped onto a stick. That analog stick on the fucking N64 controller was a It wasn't good. It, it wasn't good. But it all it, the time. I've never had one break and I've like really? used them constantly for 20 years. Like the whole <laughs> they break constantly thing seems yeah, like Yeah, I've never had them break either to be clear. Like, like I I've, f- I've run across tons of broken ones at other people's houses, but this yeah. seems like a whole don't throw your controllers well even then dude me, like but... imagine because it's plugged in well he if, said he stuck if, it up his ass if you remember? drop it that was what he t- <laughs> if you drop it and it drops like on its face and it lands on that analog stick that's all it takes man and like to be fair there have been times where i just drop a controller like i i don't like i'm sitting there and i'm start to fall asleep or something or i'm just I get tripped up on the cord, and then you just drop it on yeah. his face. It breaks that analog stick. So, I I don't think blatantly incorrect would be per se the right way to yeah. say it. But I I could see, I see your case. point to a degree. But yeah. I I don't know. Just I just from a functionality like, standpoint, it was way I, ahead. Like I feel like finally yeah. getting. I I think without the N sixty four kind of showing that we actually do need more pre- precision for these things. I mean that kind of that was the push that Change I think we needed. Yeah, because um, um, the... does anybody else have the N sixty four glove? No, no, I don't. You know, I was thinking about that. Uh, not that glove, but what is the right stick for on the PS one? Are there any games that actually use that? Tiny Tank, <clears throat> uh, Ape Escape. Yes, Ape Escape was the big Kay. one. I would say actually on the PS one. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that so was two big games. That was the swing the net button, right? The right joystick. Yeah. What was the swing? Everything. It was the gadget button. But yeah, yeah that was yeah because yeah, it only it made like the... yeah, like because for the most part, mm-hmm. no, just like I said, for compatibility it. reasons, everyone made like, sure um, that you that would play on the old controller. So yeah, and I guess more to your N sixty four point is that with the with the analog stick and whatnot, you had to use that. Whereas the even in when we got into the PS two. If I if memory serves me correctly, there were still some games that didn't fully utilize the analog sticks. Like I remember for sure in PS1 era, like you'd have the analog controller and some games would be like we don't support like this game isn't supported by the analog sticks, so you couldn't even use it. You still have to use a D-pad. But with the N64, like you were pretty heavily reliant on that stick. 
you know, not yeah. always, but like it was. Yeah, much yeah, I know what you mean. It, it was a, it was a core to every game. So because it sucked, you had to deal with the sucky every single fucking game. That's what he said. I mean, like you had to deal with the. <laughs> but but to saying. be <laughs> but uh, to be fair, this is gonna make me probably sound bad, people. But I'm just gonna be honest with you. I have been playing games since I was a little kid, and I always get so you wrapped demon. up and you and monster. <laughs> that was it right there. That How was dare the you! I have been so enveloped and enamored and in love with video games since I was a child that I've I think I've loved every controller I've ever used. I don't think I've ever really picked up a controller and been like I don't like this. Like I don't, and I don't know not why. Not at first. Not at first. Like I've definitely like you can look back and be like what a bad controller. Um but I think I speak for the entire audience Morgan when I say if you love video games so much then why don't you marry them? Hey. Fucking mm. <laughs> <Zando laughs> got, got him. Uh I tried. Um Logan underscore Boston said, with what I've seen so far, I'm up in the air on the physical design of the controller, but I think it'll be an excellent controller because of all the tech inside. It's definitely innovative. And that's the thing I that gives me the most hope about PlayStation going forward, even though they drive me crazy every week I'm complaining about them, is that what I saw personally with Xbox releasing all their specs and what they're doing and then the PlayStation leaking stuff slowly, and in many ways, the, X, the um, Xbox One... I'm sorry, the Xbox Next is going to be a stronger console in certain ways um, because they're chasing more of a affordable PC for your home kind of audience. And the PlayStation is just, they're going in their own direction. You know, they're not really worried about having better specs than the Xbox. You know, they're not, they're, they're adding more things into their controller for different experiences and going for VR. And they're just kind of going out in their own way a little bit. And I, I like that. Q Fleetwood Max, go your own way. You to a PS5 commercial. All right. Um, From an album written by people cheating on each other for people cheating on each other. All <laughs> right. Oh, man. To, aye, aye, aye. Quick aside to read their cheating? absolutely turbulent history of that band is insane. I went down that rabbit hole six months ago. I was like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Just, oh, my God. <laughs> it's a great way to spend an afternoon, honestly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even to read about why I'm so Lindsay happy Buckingham for him. got so kicked ha- out I of didn't the realize band. this was such a recent experience. That makes me, yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Um, that's it's awesome. almost as crazy as yeah. I did the same thing with it's a good album recently. Crazy history. Oh no, crazy history. Did you I mean, watch wow. uh, that Fred Durst movie yet? No. As soon as you said Fred Durst movie, I think my the, eyes were the Travolta one. No, it's important to note. <laughs> That um, there's a scene in that movie where uh, two characters are in a car and one of them mentions a, a Limp Biscuit album they just got and then they play an entire Limp Biscuit song. An entire song? <laughs> yeah. Which is it a good one at least? No, they don't have any good songs. What, um, <laughs> what sort of question is that? I don't necessarily agree with that, but now I have to check it out. Damn mm. it. Um, <laughs> you tricked me. Uh, Captain Hawk said the fact that they went happy. Was it a comfortable is- staff infection? <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's the good cancer, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, the fact that they went haptic feedback is awesome and is such a weight saver, but this entire setup feels like Sony ripped the internals out of the Switch Pro controller and wrapped it in the Sony parts. Although that's not a bad thing, according to Josh. Um, I'm mega excited for this and proud of... Um, and the, the English here got a little funky. And proud of Don't for allowing compatibility amongst their own system. Okay. Um, 
but I get what he's saying about the pro controller thing, which uh, isn't a bad a bad thing at all. The haptic feedback that was a big thing you were hearing. Haptic feedback. Well, haptic. We were, that's the con- that's the sensory stuff. Checking the- on the uh, the coffee table child while we were Rich and I were talking about that about how I wasn't sure exactly what the feedback was because there have been different iterations of that, and I don't know if they're doing like a rumble thing, like how you know the Switch has several different. You yeah. know, varieties of rumble so you can feel differences. We didn't know if it was that or if it was pressure sensitivity feedback because there are there's been a long history in the PC world of you know either wheels or triggers or basically anything else that will actually get actively harder to move um based on situations in the and- game. And, they uh, do describe yeah. in the wording of what Morgan read earlier, they say, like, feeling the tension on a bowstring. So that immediately makes me think it is that sort of haptic mm. triggers. Yeah, it, like, and yeah. I'm not a changing. big fan of those because, like, I don't want the button to actually be harder to pull. Um, like, I, I don't want the triggers to change that way. And they've not really, again. It's, so. it's I think the important thing to remember for me is that you just put the tools there and if developers want to use them or can use them in interesting ways, then maybe we'll have some surprises well, but, and be like, wow, that's really cool. But at least the tools are there. You know what I mean? Like I don't it doesn't sound like much of this is in the Xbox controllers, for example. So um just give the developers more tools to play with. That's all I'm saying, Josh. No? Yes, okay. Right. No. Lost. No, he doesn't agree with you. No. Let me look this okay, up. See if they actually explain how the triggers are haptically oh, I'm sure, different. I'm, I'm sure they look don't. It up. I'm sure they don't. Oh yeah, I, I can go off of the blog if you want. This is the this is the good last comment to read. Uh, South Dakota Soccer said, "On second thought, I might be a little annoyed by the design, but I think overall it's great. However, I'm starting to worry about the spacing of the action buttons. I like my fighting games, and so the spacing of those buttons could cause issues for inputs that require two of them to be pressed at the same time. And what I would say." My good friend Daniel is any fighting game that makes you press two of those buttons at the same time is not a good fighting game anyway. Is uh, uh, most fighting games, and they're terrible. All you need is Super Smash Brothers. Uh, and we're talking about fighting games. <gasps> oh no, come on, um, no, I just I know Daniel well, and I was just giving him some shit because he doesn't think Smash Brothers is a fighting game, so yeah. It says haptic, and as a general rule, that means rumble. So I'm going to assume Typically. it's not a motorized thing on these triggers. Okay. Also, the motorized sounds thing... sounds much better to me than actually... Cause like, motorized. Because, like, essentially, a haptic motorized button Motorized thing sounds too like, expensive. Yeah, yes. It sounds way too expensive to, con- to, to A, add to a, you know, entry-level controller, and B, they're trying to get the battery life to be better. Having, you know, two more motors in there and we added six led lights yeah um but anyway yeah the haptic thing i don't know like basically for the last few generations of phone there haven't actually been home buttons unlike the iphone and a few of the others have gone that direction and it feels like a button because it has a very strong rumble right whenever you activate the thing and so it feels Mm -hmm. like you're pushing through you know a membrane like you would normally on a uh on a standard button so it, it sounds like that's what they're doing with these. And that sounds way better than the alternative that I had in my mind mm-hmm. when describing extra feedback for the buttons. So I do want to say thank you for everyone for leaving a comment. I never thought we'd talk for an hour about a controller, but that's just the kind of fucking nerds well, that we, we are. We talked for so. five minutes about a controller. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> we talked about Fleetwood Mac for a few minutes. That's we can about, talk about and about the N64. And Welcome back to our uh, chronological revisit and of Limp Fleetwood Biscuit Mac for albums. some reason. I, that's right. I want to do a chomping after dark with me and Rich talk about PSVR porn. Can we do a hour. chomping after dark uh, about the whole uh, like chronology of uh, Fleetwood Mac albums? No, that would be that would be a whole podcast unto itself. <laughs> Yeah, we Only can get about can four or five seasons out of that. Fleetwood Chomp. If we can do a sister podcast that talks about the um, the <laughs> the Limp Biscuit album uh, discography, then yes. Uh, well, I mean, like, I don't want to do a podcast that only Fred Durst is going to listen to. <laughs> Morgan would listen yeah, to it because it has his voice in it, but then as soon as he handed it off well, to us, I'd be like, oh, wrecked? yeah, it's going on the Patreon <laughs> recycle bin. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I can get off now, guys. I'm sorry. Um, if you would like to support our dirty habits, you can go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. And uh, if you love what we do, look, there's a lot of great ways you can support us. We always have our pitch in the middle of the show. First and foremost, if you throw us $5, which means the world to us, you get access to our Discord, which is a community of chompers that we talk to every day, and our uh, VIP Instagram page, which has insights of for what we're doing behind the scenes, secret videos, jokes. There's lots of Frobert stuff going on there if you're a fan of the Frobert uh, fandom that is growing. Um, <laughs> you get patrons? down with the Frob. Shout out to Denise who sent me a new shirt for Frobert today and he put it on and it's a frog shirt. So now he's rocking a frog shirt in style. Um, and just a lot of really cool behind the scenes things, videos that we make that go up on there that just, it complements the, it's like... Um, like a, like a special sort of cliff notes for the show, if you will. It makes it more uh, entertaining and engaging, I think. And it helps support us. And on top of that, I am personally making a bunch of uh, Let's Play videos. Like I do a couple uh, every few weeks. Resident Evil 3 demo I did. Um, we had like de- a bunch of Death Stranding stuff I did. Doom Eternal. And those go directly to our patrons as well. And of course, our $10 tier is very special. Because we do Chomping After Dark, and that is extra podcasts. You want more podcasts in your life, go to our $10 tier because you get everything before it, but you also get extra shows. We broke down the Sonic the Hedgehog film for more than an hour. Uh, Josh and Shay broke down the Ori franchise in two different episodes, basically. Um, we've done every major game over the past six months. Uh, you you don't want to miss those. And we'll be doing Final Fantasy VII Remake here at the end of the month, for sure. We'll all so, be done with it by tonight, so can we just do it? See, you're going to have the problem of finishing it too quickly, Rich, and then feeling sad. It doesn't soul. sound like a problem for me, because i got like another 90 hours of Persona to get to. Well, and plus, Rich, I mean, some of the trophies in the game are to play it again on hard. So. And yep. you know I will. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've already looked at the trophy cool. list, trust me. Yep. Yeah. Um, so anyways, patreon.com slash swordchomp. You support us. There's a, a lot of cool ways that you can help fund this little thing that we do. And, um, you know, chompers become family in many ways. So patreon.com slash swordchomp. Let's talk about Final Fantasy VII. Let me get my protective cum shield on mm-hmm. over my face here. Yep. All right. Pants are dropping from Rich's side of the webcam. Shay, secure, are your pants secure. dropping? Oh, dude, they've been dropped. Okay, they've been dropped the whole time, apparently. I, I've, uh, Josh, I've how are you looking over my, there? my phone on my boner. Just in I'm looking anywhere but down. 
<laughs> I just really want to know how big Shay and Rich are. So let me just take a... Oh, damn it. I can't quite see. Um, this is it, guys. It's happening. Final Fantasy VII Remake is here. Yeah. And we are talking about it. We are. It. It's true. <laughs> the game is here. All right, so... There's a lot of different ways we can start. We've already talked about the demo, so we don't have to get over too much of those like wah 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 first impressions. If you go back a couple weeks ago, you can hear our thoughts on the Final Fantasy VII demo. That is the truth. It's like two or three podcasts back. If you dig for it, you can find it. Josh, however, did not give us his first impressions on that demo because he refused to play it because he wanted to just wait for the real game, which actually is, is probably pretty smart. Uh, Josh is patient because um, the only thing he really gets excited about in life is uh, destroying mine. So, Josh, your early, I guess, impressions, because we haven't got to talk to you about that at all. You were sort of the uh, hanging thread there. Um, how, so how far are you roughly just for like an idea? Like just uh, um, ballpark. I'm at the end of chapter four. Like I, right before I came up here, I was at the spot where it was about to end, so I saved it and then headed to cast. But uh, initial impressions: it is gorgeous compared to, um, and like looking good is like that's a non thing at this point. Of course, it looks good. Final Fantasy VII was a technical masterpiece that everyone marveled at and was atrociously ugly. Like, for some reason, like, it was, it was like the only... I still have no idea how... Like, I mean, even for the time, like. even for the time, it's <laughs> ugly. Um, wow! But <laughs> that generation of games specifically does not hold up well, though, is, is worth noting. Like, when we were just getting into complicated polygons and stuff, mm-hmm. like... All that shit was ugly. Well, Josh is saying at the time. He's dropping a bomb. He's saying at the time. At the time, yes. Like, the backgrounds are the only thing that really hold up, and even they are... Are rough. Rough compared to basically all the other, you know, pre-rendered mm-hmm. backgrounds on the system and stuff. But, um, like, I, I get it. It was, it was polygons. Yeah. Everyone wanted to see, you know. But... In that transition, the like the biggest thing going on is just giving you so much more of a sense of place uh, and a sense of scale of everything going on, because that opening cutscene of you know, like the, all these flying shots over over Midgar make it look like a little toy set, even even on the pre-rendered ones going on there, mm. um, and. In this game, that opening shot makes the city feel massive. Yep. Just massive. And you get so much more of a sense of scale of uh, kind of what you're affecting with your actions on the city. Like whenever you blow up the reactor and just seeing, A, they, they kind of extended. It's, it's not a lot of... It's slightly extended, but like the aftermath where you're escaping from that and there's thing. a lot more of that going forward I'll, yeah I'll, I'll say yeah um and yeah yeah just 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 seeing people actually in the city that was supposedly a city the whole time um <laughs> had, had three citizens <laughs> yeah is 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 really cool like it it feels really it it, it, it does it, it gives you so much more weight to everything all all the uh all the plot points going on there that um I just didn't feel we're there before. Um, Absolutely. 
absolutely. I I 100% agree with you because just thinking back to the original, exactly what you guys are saying, it felt like such a smaller city. Like it had sm- like different areas, obviously, but it just it felt small, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I understand it was it was a result of the technology at the time. This is not downplaying or speaking negatively on the original because it was hard to convey that sense of scale with what they were working with. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And as you guys are going to find out, Rich and I were massive, massive fans of the original. So um, if anything, we're going to be apologists of the original. So uh, going forward, I just want to make that clear, but the scale absolutely feels so much bigger in this game. And it really becomes apparent when you see the repercussions of the bombing, because when the bombing happens in the original game, you're like, Oh, this bad stuff is happening. Who the hell is it happening to? And what is, what are the repercussions? You know, that it's, it's kind of glossed over. Um, I think partially unintentionally and partially intentionally. Whereas in this game, there's a whole, like a whole half to three quarters of a chapter is dedicated to you walking through this massive city and these people to see the repercussions, like parts yeah. of the building and the plates are falling as you're walking around and like there are people News dying reports. in the street. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think the biggest thing was after the bombing coming across ATV in the slums. Like there's, there aren't, aren't as many just because the situation is so much worse and seeing everyone, Everyone in the slums crowded around this open TV. It was like, of course they would be. Like they're they're trying to find out what the hell is happening they're in the middle of a terrorist attack. Yeah, which the original doesn't do a good job of conveying. But yeah, like that's so what much, you are. You're eco terrorists. Yeah, so right. much of the so much of the stakes is just stuff Barrett tells you in the original. Yeah, like. Because he has lived there longer than yeah. you do, and he just tells you what the stakes are. Right. But now you see the yeah. repercussions of that. Right. Mm-hmm. I, also, wonder if that's, um, I wonder if that's a result of them just, like, because obviously it's pretty f- famous within a lot of the Final Fantasy games. They often, like, pass through multiple hands. And I actually read an article earlier this week of like yesterday or two days ago that I sent you guys each game is handled by a different group of people and it's not just like one person making the overall decisions which I think that's fair to say about many things but especially these games it's multiple hands making multiple decisions and you think about that like the first five ten hours of the original you are just getting so much information just told to you. And it's not entirely different in this game. You are getting a ton of information told to you, but it's a lot less of Barrett talking and giving you pertinent information. And it's a lot of you experiencing it. And simultaneously, you're able to just better get Barrett's personality as a result. I mean, you got it, of course, and it's shown through when he was telling you that mass amounts of information in the original but because he's not doing that as much in this game that you are just getting full effect, no filter Barrett. And it, you get to actually in some ways, I think either form a bond with him or initially dislike him as a character because depending on your familiarity with the franchise or the game, whatever you want to speak to that. But it is an interesting, interesting comparison there. Just, 
how much they've expanded upon it because I thought that originally there was going to be some filler in there because, you know, a lot of people had been complaining on social media before this game was even released. Oh, they're going to release it in four episodes. They're just trying to milk it for all it's worth. And then you play the game and you're like, wow, this is giving so much context that I Mm -hmm. didn't know I needed. So much world building and more time for natural characterization. And and to yeah. double back to what we were saying about like sort of taking in the world and getting that sense of scale, I'd encourage anyone as you're playing it, when you're going through different sections, just take a second to pan the camera up. Oh and my like, god! Look yeah. at the plates above you, and like it that paints a, a much better picture of this city of this world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They they've done a, such a good job of just making sure they built a world. Like when we talked about the demo, and I, um, just to, to recap, basically you are going through the bombing mission and you're going through the train station. And I was talking with you guys about, you know, just the train station felt very reminiscent of going to a train station here in Japan. Like they, they did such a good job of that world building and the part in, I believe it's the third or second chapter, the end of the second chapter or the beginning of the third, when you're going on the train for the first time, one of the things I actually did was I was looking up, above the seats, above where you put the luggage or you hold on on the train, because that's Mm. a very common thing here on the trains in Japan. And they have all these um, elongated advertisements, which is a very common thing here in Japan. And I just sat there and I was reading all of them because there's Mm. that much fucking detail in this game to build this world. And that's something that I'm so happy that they took the time to do because it's, it's that immersion that the original had but it's a different type of immersion and i think that's what's so awesome about this and that's why i'm so happy that we we've gotten this game because there's that immersion there it's just a different type of immersion and it's beautiful yeah speaking of you know just amazing set dressers and 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 all of that um even in the original in some of the pre-made backgrounds there were words like either in english or japanese or advertisements um, and the like yeah they do a lot of that and also do a lot more of it to give you a little bit more of the just feeling of it it being a city of it being it's i mean you see this a lot more lived in yeah you see this a lot in like cyberpunk and it's not really a cyberpunk thing they're going for here a little bit of it but not as much um but yeah, just having signs in different languages and stuff is mm-hmm. really cool. Just to, you know, yeah. adding to the feeling of, hey, there are so many people living here. That Different backgrounds of people. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's really cool. Yes. Like, Morgan, you bring up a really good point. I'm sorry, we're not letting you talk. I apologize. <laughs> but one of the things I wanted to say is, I remember this from the original game that like, they had some like older style cars and they had these different like felt like eras within the city of Midgar yeah. and obviously other parts of the world. The vehicles. Yeah. As as you go to, um, is it, it's called Wuhai or Wutai? Wutai. It's called Wutai, which, which uh, is much further in the game, obviously, but you go to these different areas and they feel like different eras, but they did, they did uh, again, a phenomenal job within Midgar of making you feel like multiple eras have been trapped within the city because some people are driving around these antique old cars, which look busted up because a lot of that is happening in the slums. 
but they're driving like these really old 1940s, 1950s vehicles. But then you have like fully automatic rifles and then you have machinery or mechs running around. So like you have all Nine these foot diff- swords. Yeah. You got guys with swords that put magic spheres into them that allow you to cast spells. Like you have all these different uh, eras. It's in basically him- New York. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just, it did such, they've done such a good job of capturing a city that has a ton of character now. And I'm not saying that in the original, it didn't have a ton of character. It just, they've fully um, embellished upon that and made it to where it feels like it's flourishing and it's decrepit at the same time. They've just done such a good job at can re- I, um, making the city feel alive. Can, can I real quick drop an interesting factoid for you guys? Cause I don't think a lot of people know this. Do it. In a lot of the original drafts for final fantasy seven, it like the earliest scripts, it was originally just set in New York city. Weird, huh? Thank, thank God they didn't do that. Like uh, it would have been a cyberpunky future version of it. Like, yeah, yeah. I always imagined the plates thing still being a factor. I always imagined the idea of them building like plates above New York and the wealthy class living in almost yeah. like a Futurama New New York oh, type idea. I get it, like mm-hmm. Midgar, Madison Square Garden. I got no, you. no. <laughs> I was thinking yeah, more I, like I, <laughs> kind of something akin to the Fifth Element. Obviously, not that futuristic, but. But yeah, more in tone with what FF7 ended up being, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's interesting for me, as someone who feels a little bit more like a tourist in like someone else's sort of like fantasy, because um, like I, I enjoyed Final Fantasy VII a lot. I would, you know, in my perso- personal favorite Final Fantasies, there's still a handful that I would put ahead of it. Um but I, I don't dislike the game at all. I still think first time it was an important game and I, I really enjoyed it. So I feel a little bit like a tourist in other people's fantasy because I'm like, I'm like walking around this like, oh, I bet so-and-so is freaking out about this or that and this and that. And for me, I'm just like, you know, it's a pretty uh, well-made RPG at this point and uh, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I don't think I really, I don't think I really, really enjoyed the game until today, but we'll talk about that later. Well, it's um, only been out for like... Today, hours. <laughs> today. Yeah. I mean, like last night when I went to bed, I was like, meh. But today, whenever I turned it off, I was like, okay, that was really cool. So I'm feeling I'm on an upswing. I'm on a climb up. It um, only gets better. And I was, I was before you guys actually got here. I was talking to Josh, Josh briefly about how, like, I was saying as the combat gets deeper, I feel like it clicks even more and starts feeling more and more rewarding. Hundred percent, hundred. And the boss fights are really smart. Uh, particularly, I, I reference to you guys. This isn't a spoiler, I guess, because the game is from 1997. I think the Airbuster boss fight in Macro Reactor 5 is one of my favorite bosses thus far. That's yeah, I'm looking. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. There- it would be cool to go ahead, go ahead Morgan. I'm, uh, I was gonna say I don't, really, I wouldn't, I don't want to go back and play Final Fantasy VII, but it would be cool to go back and play like three hours of it because that's all you'd really need for comparison. <laughs> because uh, you know, this, oh, to this play whole- that vertical slice of the game, yeah, 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 just to, just because I don't remember like exact changes that I'm sure are fascinating to people. Like I said, I feel a, bit, a little bit like a tourist in someone else's fantasy. I will say that I'm, there are some things that I feel a little torn on. Um, I'm curious what you guys think about some of this stuff. Like, well, before we do that, I, I think, go ahead, go ahead. I think yeah. it, we need to talk about the combat more because Rich is absolutely right that I think that was such a big, big hot button issue when the demo came out is a lot of people either loved or they hated the new combat 
and the big concern there was um how how button mashy it felt that i i constantly read that was a big complaint about it and as rich said as you get further into the game you have more elements added to it to where it's not just button mashy and part of it is button mashy yes i will admit there are times where i'm just sitting there holding barrett's gatling gun or i'm just sitting there slicing over and over again with cloud or punching with tifa but then there are times where it's like that doesn't work as a strategy because then the no, enemies need, different enemies unless you're on easy well even then i don't i, I don't know no no i uh the funny part is i didn't play it on easy but there are a few articles going around today saying oh, the difficulty disparity from easy to normal is shocking like well, easy is it turns it into a button masher is my understanding <laughs> Well, to be fair, I think the people who would put it on easy, and I'm not trying to... It's called down, classic. Downplay. Yeah. Well, there, no, no, it's there's called easy, easy and then there's classic. Yeah. Oh, there's easy and classic. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah. But um, I think easy is for people who are looking more for story than for... Story. Yeah. Than battle, yeah. or battle play, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. But anyways... Nobody putting it on easy is looking for <laughs> entertaining gameplay, let's right, be honest. Right, right, exactly. But the further you get in, you have different enemies and you have to use different tactics. Now, is it like this insane, like Dark Souls level tactics? No, but there are definitely tactics that are involved within the game. And there's countering. There's it's heavier than yeah, you expect. Yeah, yeah, it gets it gets a lot more in depth and it becomes more like a blend between what the original was. And then something like a Final Fantasy 15 or 13, it starts yeah, to become this very beautiful blend where yeah. it's there's some button mashing elements and there's some active time gameplay. But then there's also that strategy that was involved in Final Fantasy 7 of who's going to get which materia, who's going to do which ability when, who's going to heal when. And it starts to become more and more apparent that strategy is a big part of the game the further you get into the combat. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because the button mashing is what you do between your actual decisions is kind of what it yes. ends up becoming. Because so much Buying more time, it, yeah, yeah. Because like you still have the active time bar filling at the bottom, which is where you make your big decisions. Um, yeah, in the actual fights. I mean, not all of them. Like there's still the combat itself has other stuff going on with it. But yeah. No, that's a really good point I didn't think about because like in the original a lot of times you're just you're kind of sitting you're there you're literally sitting there you're, you're just not literally mashing, sitting yeah. but this you're one, just like, sitting yeah. you're giving yeah, you're, you something to do here right yeah. it gives you something to do and yeah. actually in some ways I think that lends itself a little bit to the difficulty because you're sitting there trying you're like trying to get a little bit more damage in and then you're like oh shit that's right I got to use my abilities and you got to be on top of that so your your brain's working a little bit harder instead of just sitting there waiting to mash an ability with your X button which is ironically what they're complaining about some of the people on social media that you're mashing a button to attack instead of just sitting there while you're simultaneously trying to make uh, decisions while you're actively switching between characters in combat. So I think there's a lot more complexity there than people originally gave it credit for. And it feels great. It feels like they've almost mastered it. I mean, there, there are some camera issues when you're fighting and I'm, I'm not going to downplay that. There are definitely some camera issues, like, especially if you get an enemy, or an enemy knocks you against the wall and then you're trying to escape and you're pressed against the wall because the enemy's on you. 
And then you're just kind of, you're trying to figure out the right camera angle to figure out where the hell you are. That's happened to me a few times. If you, interestingly enough, you want to hear my biggest complaint, which seems ridiculous that it's not here to me, is, God damn it, and this is me coming off playing a bunch of Persona 5, which has this, there needs to be an auto-recover button. Because mm. uh, when I'm outside of combat, just having to go into the menu a million times and hit, use a potion on this person, use a potion on this person. Yeah. It... Like Persona Five and a lot of other RPGs have this as well. It's there's an auto recover button which simply takes everything, spells, items in your inventory, and you hit it, and it will fully recover every character as efficiently as possible, as long as yeah. you're not in. Did combat. fifteen have that? I don't remember if fifteen had that. I don't I think. Do it not remember. I don't, I don't think, think it, it did. did. No, no. It's it does share a lot of like dna with stuff like 15 which i i think yeah i for me i so far i'm enjoying it i'm not gonna like condemn it or or you know go too crazy on it right now because i'm only on like halfway through chapter four but i'm playing on classic just because i want to do something a little different for the podcast because i imagine you guys are all doing normal uh, i'm on normal yeah normal what, what are you doing josh normal um normal. yeah because unfortunately you don't get hard until new game plus yeah i would have also okay done yeah. hard as well yeah um, just to knock it out yeah. morgan just so you're aware um because i don't know if this will affect your decision at all the uh ai level of the enemies and challenge level in classic mode is easy mode is the so easy. the game's yeah. gonna be like a breeze for you i don't know if that dissuades you in any way because that's i wouldn't want that personally so so far i've been I f can you change it in the middle of the game i, th I believe so i think so i i'm pretty sure okay. i've not actually checked but I think, I mean, that's kind of the thing, like the, the new game plus is essentially you get chapter select where you can pick what difficulty you want to play something. It, because also I think you're robbing yourself of an experience by not playing this combat in the, the normal fashion. Like what you're doing is a very passive experience and I'm sure it's fine, but I, I just feel like you're losing some of the best bits of the game by doing that. I mean, some of it, like, if if I'm really enjoying it, I, I may bump it up. Basically, what I wanted to do is sort of on-ramp myself because, um, I don't know, when I played the demo, I thought normal just felt a little too, like, that boss felt like it took way too long on normal, and I was like, this is the first boss in the game. I don't I don't want to deal with that shit, and I, it felt, I, my understanding was that it was going to be more tailored to a traditional RPG ramp um, difficulty-wise, so that's why I went with it, but if it, yeah, if, if I get a little bored with it, I'm... I'm not opposed to. Well, also, to that, that's the thing, too. If you go to bump... The longer you wait to bump it up, the more jarring it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, because you're going to be way behind as far in as In terms of, like, learning. learning how to exploit tactics and everything. For mm -hmm. sure. Like you're, I mean, for the most part, it's it's been fine. Like, I've... Uh, I don't think I've died yet, but I've been, like, hurt at least a little bit. <laughs> Have you guys died at all in the combat? I did one uh, time. Yes. Yeah. I haven't okay, wiped, well, but I've I've had to use like revive or phoenix down on a character oh i've, okay. I've game overed once and that's just because like i was and this is kind of the learning curve i was just mashing x and then i was like oh shit i actually have to use strategy on this it was like one of the <laughs> mini bosses yeah. and i was like oh okay i actually have to use strategy okay i i almost wiped on the airbuster fight but then i real i'm like oh shit i need to like i was letting barrett get too like dropped in the back and if you guys remember how the Airbuster is shown in the original game, even Barrett is kind of vital because this thing's got hover jets and it jets off and does its shit. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because uh, as the combat gets harder, you need to switch characters constantly. Yep. Um, and they'll tell you sometimes. Which, yeah. They'll, they'll be like, Barrett, your time to shine. Like, and you'll be like, mm -hmm. okay, so it makes sense to use Barrett here. Like, Yeah. And that's something that like, 
you could do in 15, but I never felt like there was a reason because their AI was good enough that they'd but, always kind of be doing something useful. Yeah. But you also yeah. couldn't um, do it in 15 until like two years later. What do you mean? You could only play as Noctis in 15 until much, much later on. Like, I'm no, talking about could, patches. No, no, you could not. You could. You could switch characters. You could. No. S- much, much later on, you could switch to them. No, you could switch to them for different. Like that was one of the things you unlock in the in the tree. It was like yeah, that was added when the DLC expansions came out. That was not in the original game. I know you really? can control okay. them. Yeah, later right. on well, when those DLCs came back, where I came out where you played as them, it added that to the skill tree. I I promise you, you could originally only play as Noctis. Okay, well, they we'll had look abilities into it. that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could at least select their abilities. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, you could queue them up to use so abilities. Because that was it. But Careful, you just, just picked yeah. their abilities. All right, that's, yeah. is that what I'm remembering? Yeah, but you could not take direct control of them. Okay. Because, I mean, that was, yeah, I remember, I, like, they, they had whole skill trees about different abilities they could, you know, that you could tell them to use that they'd never use on their own. It was the issue. Was yeah, like, no, one, you could give them commands and be like, do this, do that. Okay, but so that was all it was, was just tell them to use a certain thing. That's probably giving what I'm them, Yeah, taking direct control of them, that mm-hmm. came like a year later, if that soon. Okay. Uh, well, anyways, right. what I was going to say was that I still feel like it's forcing me to engage enough. Like, I, I don't know, it's hard to say unless you've played it um, by comparison, but like, if I, I still have to roll around, I still have to change my i have to use certain spells if the enemy has like a, a weakness i have to exploit i'm still engaging with it but yeah i haven't died or anything so mm-hmm. i don't i don't know um based I, off the kataka article i read i don't expect you will well yeah i guess i should keep a heads up for that um i will say that it's interesting be, being that the game takes place in sort of a a very gorgeous but um, constrained city environment. Not necessarily that it's bad or good. I do tend to have a fondness for RPGs like 12 and 15 where they just even 8 to a degree where you can just kind of go out on the world map early on in the game. And it is a little weird that this game, uh, it's an artistic decision they made, of course, obviously, is that you, you're not going to do that. But it was kind of cool whenever I got to the point where I could take some side quests and sort of explore the 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 outer parts of the slums and like just take on a couple little like oh i'm killing some rats now i'm killing a dog or i and that's kind of the uh the shape of it for like just uh without spoiling anything to give you guys again a sense of where i am i'm in like chapter eight um it it kind of does that hub spoke thing but in different spots like right now morgan you're in the hub spoke of like sector seven um and you know you spread out you do things here you do things there uh, I am now up to the point narratively from the original where, you know, Cloud has fallen into the church and met up with Aerith. And now I'm kind of in a section where it's like, all right, you can keep going with the main narrative. But now this is your hub right now. And there's a bunch of side quests in this area and you can kind of go off. Kill and, monsters. And, yeah, yeah, do all that. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's their thing. Hey, I need you to kill some rats for me. Kill this. No matter what Final Fantasy game it is, I'm killing rats. All right. Hey, there's a steampunk robot hanging out in my cellar. And I need you to kill it. <laughs> That's exactly what he sounded like. How, um, no, the one thing I was talking about earlier, Shay, that I that you guys were really going on, and I uh, that's the reason I didn't jump in because you guys had a lot of good thoughts on it. I'm I'm a little bit torn on 
So there's a lot more, like you guys are saying, the game does a good job of having a lot more people in the city that are giving you responses to what's happening, right? Like there's so many NPCs and almost all of them are chattering about something. I do think that comes a little bit at a cost um, that a lot of the NPCs don't necessarily feel supernatural to me or um, some the, the dialogue can How be... So? It can be up and down. Like uh, the, a lot of the voice acting to me is either good or kind of cheesy and then i i kind of tell myself oh it's anime it's it's just anime morgan just let it go yeah and um i I can see that point because like there are a few times where i've caught myself like uh maybe that's not the ideal voice actor i would use but then i immediately put it into the perspective of i don't want hyper realism in a game that's not trying to be hyper realistic anyways and and also it's more ambient stuff like it's background noise sort of like you, we said earlier, world building. Like it's not like they're the main cast, right? And like, yeah, if, if we not... had like thousands of people that had these these perfect voice actors, it would be completely unrealistic to real life. There are certainly times where I'm walking down the street or I'm in the train station, and I hear "Nanikode," and you know, like I hear somebody talk like that, and I'm like, God, that person's voice is fucking annoying. And you know what? That's just like in the game where those, there are those some are the people, people who exist. stand out. Everyone, yeah. everyone who has a normal voice is just blending into the background. We're that's, only hearing the weirdos who stand out. Dude, that's true. Well, it's also absolutely true because you're walking down the street and you'll be like, out you'll hear someone be like, "Hey, that guy has a big sword." And there's definitely an NPC. Yeah, in the yeah game they say stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, feels, in there. But I ignore that. But like, like Josh is saying, I ignore that. I'm like, oh, that's a normal voice. But if I hear someone's like, you better not stare at me, punk. I'm like, oh, fuck you, you motherfucker. Like, you're a stupid, annoying voice. No, but, yeah, and nobody talks point. like that. That's the whole no. point of the game is <laughs> yeah. like, you have normal voices that just kind of blend into the background because you're doing your own thing. And then you hear somebody with an, an annoying voice or saying something rude to you. And then it stands out. You're not like, to me, I'm not going down well, the street the and like walking also, in front of somebody, uh, just standing there and listening to their voice and me like, hmm. I'm not saying you are either, but hmm, is this voice actor good enough for this series? All right, go to the next one, scoot over a little bit and just listen to and evaluate I each mean, one of them. I'm just, I'm Andy Plex in the, uh, in the early 90s, so I just set up shop in Texas and I was like, all right, everybody can do, uh, everybody who pilots Gundams has a Southern drawl. <laughs> right i know right uh no i i that's not necessarily what i'm saying i, I guess what i've noticed for my I, and but i'm i'm for the joke i appreciate that i guess what i'm saying is that that sort of stuff does not add to the immersion for me a lot of games especially it doesn't take, take place, me out though personally like i i can get it taking you out but it does not take me out of it like it, it's just camp to me you know what i mean Agreed. i i don't i don't yeah i don't even know necessarily how I, if it takes me out it's just like the, the whole thing is weird. I, I'm doing this like weird battle with myself where I'm like just trying to tell myself, yeah. oh, it's just anime or like when all those weird little Dementor things show up and I'm just like. Scariest hooded, part about prison uh, was the Dementors. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Or like the weird hooded guy with the number 49 falls out of the, the apartment next to mine. I'm just like, okay, now they're going full Kingdom Hearts here. I just. Uh, let's, is like, no, okay, no, let's let's it's, dial it the fuck back. The. The reason you're shocked by that is because they didn't tell you any of that until the end of seven, and it's the plot of seven. So, exactly. Which so it, we we kind of got into a lot of you know, what have they changed from the first? This a lot. The story they're telling yeah. you the story at the beginning of the game, like no, in the I, first I, mission. I that. I you know, Cloud starts having flashbacks. 
you know, and yeah, that seeing was, um... Sephiroth. And also, you know that Sephiroth is supposed to be dead way earlier. They just kind of... They they talk about it, like, straight up, the, the Nibelheim incident yeah. flashbacks are kind of a little bit more scattered um, as you're going here. And mm-hmm. actually, that was a really big point I wanted to bring up that you just did, Josh, was like, I that stuff's really welcome in setting up what the arc of these multiple games going forward is going to be. Like, within the first hour and a half, Cloud is having his first, like, visitation from Sephiroth. Mm-hmm. I yeah I do appreciate the more humans you know the more personal story there that they're showing I think Cloud actually shines a little more in those scenes than Sephiroth does for me uh, yeah just this that's that's mm-hmm. a really fucking good point dude because it was the opposite in the original well you also know oh, less less about him um I, I get like the audience in a sense knows less about him than probably we were prepared for in the original S- Sephiroth like then Cloud well no no. What I mean in the sense of, like, um, what you're learning about Cloud is almost more interesting at this point, like, culturally. Like, even if you didn't play FF7, I feel like Sephiroth has been this bombastic thing in, like, yeah. gaming culture. Well, he's just, like, this guy that shows up. He's like, I need you to do me a favor. And he says cryptic shit, and he disappears. And it's like, but Cloud seems a little more... I. I've enjoyed his personality a little bit more. Like I like it when he has a little gruffness to them. I wish they would go a little farther with it, like, when he's, like... Like when he curses, it sounds dumb, but like when he curses, I kind of like it when he drops. Like, he's like, I don't give a shit about that, or like, or he's like, um, he's written better. Like, he's more likable. He's a little. Uh, Tifa's talking to him about the the gift shop, and he's like, No, I'm not going to pander for free shit or whatever. I like, I I like when they give him a little bit more of a bite. Um, but I mean, look, it's anime. There's still scenes where they'll have somebody, you know, Tifa going googling all over him on the counter, and he's just like uh, grunting and stuff. You know, it's it's anime. I, it's their standoffish, heroish goofy characters i like that they kind of made his character cloud's character a little bit more nuanced because there was there's already enough angst in this story (laughs) and cloud was just the embodiment of all of it like every side character and main party character that had angst was just all thrown into cloud and he was he could make a materia of that angst and just cast it upon the entire game Mm -hmm. but with this game <laughs> just materia angst materia yeah, that's yeah, right I like that. but with this game like barrett obviously put has a ton of angst chain. you have these other characters like these <laughs> damn it you missed my joke shay you put the materia in the wallet chain because it's angst materia oh, so. i love angst angst anyways um so you're walking down the street and you have these like random npcs that they have it and then you have these new side characters which is something i wanted to talk about which we can talk about after this but like some of those characters have a ton of angst so to really like bring cloud down a notch on terms of being super edgy was a brilliant choice like they gave they gave his like those aspects of his personality and spread them out against different characters and it makes it more bearable i would say and even sometimes it's funny and it's likable and then other times it's annoying which is the purpose of it um like i was messaging rich or specifically rich last night um i was messaging all all three of the guys but rich and i were the only ones really talking about it they added a new character and i'm not going to i'm i'm going to do my best not to spoil it <laughs> but- it's not a spoiler it's roach yeah, you could talk about him. That's a spoiler. It's one of the only things that's brand, brand new in right. this game. No, they they talked about this a lot in the stuff leading up to the game. So 
Okay, well, the, the, there, there's a new... They showed him in a trailer. I don't know that anybody talked about it Right. A lot. I'll just say no. this. I'll just try and keep it as vague as possible while giving some information. They've added a new character, and he just feels extremely, extremely, like, dial turned up to 11 personality-wise on, like, a typical anime trope and like at first because i was messaging rich i was like i think this is the first part about the game i don't like is this new side character they added and then i thought about it more and i talked about it with rich and i was like okay i guess he makes more sense in context i'm not really supposed to like this character and the character does pop up more than once in the game and i was like okay you know i think he's gonna have a pretty big role because if i had to guess he's going to be pointed to you as like the the true obstacle to overcome for the arc of of this particular entry right right exactly and sorry we're being vague Uh, but we're just trying not to spoil anything here i don't i don't like i just sent rich an article from december 18th of 2019 where they tell it was a very big deal about roach coming to the game i'm not trying to be a no no i know i know they talked about it but what i'm saying is like there's people who probably deliberately avoided that stuff right exactly say that just because it was talked about doesn't mean it's not a spoiler exactly like well some people some people have avoided even playing the demo (coughs) josh because uh, granted not for the same reason but because they wanted to go into it with a blind eye so they're going to be people who are going to be like hey minimize the spoilers here and that's what i'm trying to do all I'll say about Roach is I wish I could drive a motorcycle like that. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I was yeah. rolling that my was the, that fucking was the, eyes. It's like a goddamn Dude, the driving. Pinball. The driving is somehow more outrageous than the the just the character in general, which is just yes. amazing. Because he's, like, he's just defying gravity at, at honestly, the drop of a like, hat. Imagine like if his motorcycle was like a magnet and the floor was an opposing magnet and it's just like his motorcycle's just doing all this shit like yeah, a no, magnet. Honestly, no. He's 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 the crossover from Gary's mod is what he He, he basically drops onto the scene and Cloud's like what? And he's like Mom Roach, I do cocaine and then he just attacks you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly I did, I don't know what this says about me, but I think that was probably my favorite part of the game his motorcycle was doing all that dumb shit. <laughs> okay, li- uh, like get ready literally for more once- of that Morgan I I just I liked how they were like all the way with it. Like his motorcycle was actually agile. It was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, I think actively I, defying physics. I think that and makes they were like, sense, okay, though. we're going for it. I think it. that makes yeah. sense. Like because like if you think about it, you really like and I I hate bringing this game up. You really yeah. like Death Stranding a lot. You knew where this is going, Josh. You like Death go. Stranding a lot, and there are times where Kojima just goes for it, whether or not it lands, but he just goes for it. And like I said, I will still have respect. For for him doing that just going for things whether or not it works and i think and i do like most of his work yeah and um i think for you morgan like because this is one scene where they just completely let it go unhinged or one part of the game <laughs> where they just completely let it go unhinged and i was like i was not ready for that <laughs> and well it's because it's like it's like with tone i don't mind if a game is like light dark all over the place but like sometimes with these uh the jrpgs it's it's tough because they're so anime that at sometimes it's like i'm never quite sure if i'm if it's like serious not serious and i like when they just go because there was no way that was supposed to be serious no. it was very obvious no. that it was no. just absurd See, you know, and i think my brain processes uh, it better that way 
like you're saying with it, like being absurd, I sometimes I think the best way to handle this, and this is when like the retooling and the better, like more likable parts of Cloud shine for me, because it's literally that like back and forth of like, okay, Roach shows up, says some insane shit, does some insane shit, cut to Cloud being like, well, that was weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that motorcycle scene Back was to our so mission. Good, though. I... I love that motorcycle. That was the first part of the game I actually was like, okay, I might actually end up liking this game a lot, hopefully. Because, like, you get that whole ride with Jesse, and, like, you, I could hear the music in the background, which that sounded like it was going to be leading up to a way more epic drop than sort of the generic Agreed. metal they did. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, I think Shane and I were both like, that's not a bad track, but it's not. It's definitely not a standout It's one. forgettable. No, it's, it's, just, it's, it's the most it, forgettable yeah. track in the entire game so far. But we'll, Which we'll get is insane, because the... Well, the, the music, the game must have like endless tracks of amazing music, and they picked the one track to, that. No, was yeah. like, to be fair, the most memorable part of that is the intro, where it's basically the original motorcycle minigame music. It mm-hmm. was, and except it they like goes, they, they sped it yeah. up a little bit. Sorry, John. Yeah. Was it really? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it gets okay. this. It's the original, and then all of a sudden, it's when just she's talking to him and they're kind of driving. You know, and just like the yes yes that stuff was cool yeah yeah i thought it was gonna i thought the drop was gonna be a version of that but like no and then all of a sudden yeah it's well the only way i'm okay with it like is if i i hope it is a better remix version of that and they're saving it for the actual the ending yeah yeah Yeah. because we all know there's a motorcycle thing that ends yes if yes because that was honestly i know this is such a small thing to nitpick and i told the guys this last Mm -hmm. night too like music is one of the biggest parts of this game for me, period. Like I, a year and a half ago, and I remember telling you guys about this. Um, I went to that final fantasy seven orchestral concert here in Japan. Uh, and Nobuo Uematsu was there and just watching that was one of the most amazing experiences of my life because, um, I never, realized how important this game truly was to me even into my adulthood i remember like i clearly know this really shaped this game really shaped um kind of my my tastes in video games as a child and into my teenage and even my young adult years but at at, you know 28 29 30 um i saw it when i was 28 and now being 30 i didn't realize how impactful this game was to me until i was sitting in that cushioned seat in this hall with a bunch of other people who love this game, who love this franchise like we do. And I was sitting there and like all these, all these music um, numbers are going and I'm loving it. And then I'll never forget this day for the rest of my life. I'm, I'm sitting there and then they cue the, like the main map music. Like you're just out in the world. And out of all the music that I thought was going to make me cry, it was not that. And then I'm just sitting there and just like, I just get these fucking chills and they start playing that. I dude, I just started weeping because I was like, oh my God, like this, this music, it feels like home. And like, Rich, you, you posted something on Twitter about booting up the game and it feels like home. That's the same feeling that washed over me when I heard that performed live. And I was just, I was weeping, dude. And then, so um, even booting this game up again at the very beginning, sitting at the title screen and then hearing that title music, I just sat there and like I was almost crying. And then I just got this huge grin on my face. And I, I was like, I was in disbelief that we actually got this game. And so like the music is just so 
so important. It is literally for me, it, it makes the game. And I think, yeah, music combined with some of the, even the more simplistic visuals, like for me, it was hearing the musical cues and sitting on that screen with just clouds, buster sword and the new game. Yeah, and then like, the, me- and like, the oh. meteor as the backdrop. Yeah. Yes. Yes, uh. absolutely, dude. And music, so music, I, I just wanted to make this point. A, I wanted to, you know, recount that story, but B, I wanted to make it clear that the music is so important in this game for me. And so granted it's, it seems like a minor thing. I'm sure to 90% of, to 95 to 90, however many people percentage of people, but that music was just like, I mean, the, the scene is so awesome and ridiculous and over the top and what you're doing is fun, but just that music, the yeah. generic metal was so, like, it felt like a cop out because like you yeah, play the rest was... of the game they've they've remade tracks like three or four different versions they'll have like almost the original version they'll kind of have like a piano reprise version they'll have a fucking jazz version like they have they clearly put a lot of work and then to have they got a chocobo rap going right and then they have generic they have generic ass (laughs) metal yeah (laughs) kind of like rich was saying i'm hoping this means we actually get because i get that scene was completely new, not just the new villain, the scene, the the entire thing was new. And so yes. I'm hoping they're saving the over the top, like, you know, best version of that original track for epic music the scene. Yeah, for the end. I agree. Um, yeah. The scene. So, well, because we'll see when we happen. get there, but like hoping, hoping. That's yeah, me too. What I would think, because I, I could see them going like. Yeah, of course we're going to remix that track, but we want to put a, a few... I bet you there's... You don't want to spoil water. it there if that's what they're going to yeah, do. Yeah, if they're just like, hey, we're going to revisit this motorcycle sequence, so that's, like, that's when we should do it. That's a good point, but... And I agree, because, like, the rest of the music in the game has been phenomenal. Like, I was really, yeah, really... I'd say worried. the music is probably my favorite part. Agreed, agreed. I was worried so that they were going to remix the hell out of the original ones, and then it would just feel very soulless but that's <laughs> yeah. been the opposite that, has that been battle true. theme is so like even when you're killing rats and it's like oh my god the, other than that and a few of the character themes the the melody is intact. it gets a little lost um oh well okay on a couple it, of mostly them. intact but again intact again they've been remixed things, they've been remixed well, several times I'm, but like on a few of them you're like i <laughs> could not pick out the melody here if I didn't know it already. That's um, true. That's true. Maybe that's just the way my brain's working then, because I don't feel like I was having that problem for the most part. I, f- I felt like there were part parts of certain songs, to Josh's point, where it was like, okay, they're kind of really, like, they took some liberties and they went a different direction with it, which isn't bad mm-hmm. at all. I don't want to say that. Yeah. It just, it feels a little bit less memorable as compared to sure. when you look at yeah. the originals and how very like how stark and powerful each song was and it just it feels like a slight departure from that but to be fair i i have still loved the music and one thing i really love that it's something i don't often pay a lot of attention to is the uh audio design and engineering of it as well because like the way they blend the songs into different scenes and um uh, transition them together has been almost flawless. There have been a few times where like a song's playing and then it just stops out of nowhere. Snap and I've noticed too, yeah. that a few times as well. 
But because it's jarring if you're if you're really paying attention to it. Yeah, and the thing is, because it is Final Fantasy VII, and obviously music is such an essential component to the game, like it was in the original, it's gonna be even more noticeable yeah. than normal. But, but yeah, um, th- those drops are a bit noticeable. But otherwise, like the movement between different scores and the audio, um, like people talking. Uh, Nonverbal communication, um, as in, sorry, that's probably not the right word for it, but like footsteps and ambient sounds is what I was looking for. It it all mm-hmm. is blended very well together. Right. So yeah, the mix overall is, yes. is pretty solid. Yes. That's exactly. Um, and to, to paraphrase, exactly. <laughs> and uh, uh, to, to, it's actually funny when I think about like wh- how you were mentioning earlier. It's funny. This just occurred to me. Um, the way like certain tracks like are ingrained in your memory from this game and affect you in different ways, like, you know, starting up the game for the first time. I recently had another brief moment of that, as I told you guys about where I'm at. Um, like right before we started recording, I was just finishing up and the first time like flowers blooming in a church kicks in. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it just like memories flood back. Yep. Yep. I, I fully, fully expect when Aerith's theme fully kicks in because they play a very subtle version of it earlier on in the game but like if there's an alternate version where it just fully blossoms guaranteed fucking waterworks because that's the that's, other song when i watched that that's symphony for you man when i watched that symphony performance dude i was we- i was weeping during that song totally <laughs> oh my god fuck so i fully expect i i did like the um character moment with jesse on the motorcycle i thought that was that was really up my alley because she was like kind of leaning into there's also this kind of hidden joke there when she was talking about fall like you could finally see them connecting a little bit oh just wait buddy oh just wait i like that jesse's a character now um and and like just that scene was just really cool i will say it seemed like maybe they had just com- commitment issues because there are three tracks that play during that scene. There's the first track, there's the rock track we joked about, and then there's actually a like techno-y kind of track that shows yeah. up um, with Roach at the end. It's it's not bad. It's better than the rock track because um, there's a melody in it, but it's still kind of like, huh, that's weird. Um, Very my- indecisive. Yeah, like they wanted to do everything. Like, oh, let's do it all. Yeah, <laughs> throw it, all the. I agree because like it felt like a very generic dance dance revolution track where like. You go to the arcade and then you like dial that in and you play it. I was like, what, what the hell is going on here? Um, but just the the production values on that stuff was really cool too. I I I think the only I'm curious to see how it pans out. I'm still early on. I don't want to say this is like a major criticism yet because I am enjoying the game uh, a lot more now. Like almost every aspect of the game is generally excellent. I uh, there's just certain things that I to me that they don't maybe don't translate as well with the like that scene where Barrett's like yelling at those people on the train I thought was just awkward and creepy and like that poor lady looked like she was afraid that this giant man with a gun was going to beat her on the train and the awkward the dialogue was kind of stilted and I guess what I'm I don't feel like everything that they've translated over works that's a new scene you say that because I also feel like that scene comes off way better than it's. That's equi- a new scene. Well, yeah. That, well, no. There's an oh, there's an equivalent wow. in the original, which is what I was going to say. That's what I was thinking. It comes okay. off way better than the equivalent in the original, which is like what was the equivalent? Barrett yeah, bursts you... into a train and is yelling, and a bunch of people run out. Okay. Okay. So it was a variation of that. 
Because I was thinking, because well, I remember the train, but I guess my, I was thinking that scene was closer to something they wanted to keep from the original. No. Because it was just like, no, the ori- there was this awkward dialogue and this guy had to protect this like lady from getting hit by this giant man well, on the I train. I don't think he was just, ever going to hit her. I don't know why. Oh, well, uh, that didn't come across to back. me at all. I mean, he's a giant man. He looked, he was very So angry. if someone's big, they're going to hit someone? He was well, he was aggressively getting in her face. He I wasn't mean, look, look to be yes, fair, he, he decided that he was gonna really pick a fight with a man that's arm is a gun. Yeah. Realistically. Uh, well I, and also, yeah, I guess I agree with you, Rich. I think that it was better executed in this game than it was in the original because <clears throat> I do remember he just bursts into that train car and he just starts yelling at everybody. He yells like, at him and then everyone leaves. And he just mm-hmm. comes he comes uh, off as like bad a, isn't good, like an though. insane <laughs> asshole. But in this one, like sorry, my neighbors are playing Jumanji. Um they <laughs> Again? I, always every it seems every Saturday when we record it's Jumanji time. But um this one isn't entirely entirely unwarranted. Like he overhears Shinra members, you know, talking about something, and it's not like they're being quiet about it. They're being kind of loud. And this is something that you guys may not may or may not know, especially you, Morgan. Um, is that on train? I'm not how to being act rude. in public. No, no, not that. But in Japan, <laughs> it's very very uncommon for people to talk loudly on trains or talk at all. Um, it's usually like when I ride the train every morning. It's super rare to hear anybody talk. It's almost complete silence. Um, oh, uh, on trains in the morning in New York, it's the same way. Okay. If we're talking about like a, a drunk train, that's a totally different yeah, ball yeah, game. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a different social etiquette, but yeah. same thing. Nobody's talking on a morning uh, like subway or railroad. Even going back, like it's very rare to hear people talk at a... Commute, commuter hours, it's rare right. in, in New York. Same thing. I'll okay, say. okay. Commuter hours, it's weird to hear people talking okay. on a train. So like Barrett bursts into this car and he hears people, you know, they're talking fairly loudly about... Shinra, and it's something that like he just went through a massive adrenaline rush of bombing one he of the strongly reactors. about this, and yeah, and like that their whole shtick throughout the game is to bring down this fucking massive corporation that's trying to destroy the planet for their own greed. I mean, it makes perfect sense, and I never once thought like it was stilted or he was going to. I don't even think it was remotely implied that he was going to hit a woman. I think it was just yeah, that he was so passionate that emotions came over him, and Dude, he the wanted guy to yell next at to her was holding her back to pr- to protect her. Okay, to pr- that, she was I, holding her back. How does that translate gonna... to Barrett's going to hit her? What? Because she, she was, was going to. She was. Why would he feel the need to protect her, her if he wasn't worried she was going to get worried. hurt? Locking your doors when you go into a black neighborhood means you're a racist. Not that they're actually going to attack you. Exactly. Yeah. So you're, it, it, so you're saying he was a racist? Probably. Well, not a, more of a classist. Uh, there's, than there's yeah, I don't think that's no. But that's like, but that's what they're getting across in that whole scene. Like their defense against him is to chant the company slogan at him. Also, that scene has payoff later on. It does. Um, it does. Another exchange. I didn't want. I didn't want to say anything about that, but yes, it does. I won't say off. what it is at all, but it, it does have uh, payoff and is better. Yeah, I just. On. I think. I think that has. Yeah, I agree. Um, but uh, but next week we have Leslie on, and she's going to talk uh, probably a lot of. She's a big, you know, she created her whole business around the Sector Seven Item Shop moniker. So I'm excited to discuss that with her and see. She yeah. wasn't too happy with. I was joking with her. How about how bad that. 
uh, the item shop guy is, and she was like, "Damn it, I know he's t- terrible, but they put they put her original." You don't sign. love that that hair that. <laughs> That, that guy, I mean, the vocal, yeah. uh, all that performance it's, is It's not bad. even just him. It's like basically everybody around there is like constantly creeping on Tifa. It's like, yeah. Yeah. and it, it's not that that's bad. It's that yeah. it's like they realized, they realized that the whole fan base has been doing that for, you know, 23 years. And they're like, so they just you know what you, you know what you fuckers look like? And then, we're we're gonna show you what you look like. They're just and gonna shove it, it in your face again uh-huh. and again and again. <laughs> and they turned it into like Tifa and Cloud walk in, and it's like guy with jaw hang on being like, "Oh hey Tifa, who's this asshole?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, I, every time I've walked up to the seventh heaven, like seven times in a row, there was this guy saying, "Hey Tifa, coming mm-hmm. over for dinner or whatever." I must have heard that seven times um, walking up to that bar, but. Yep. Yeah, that's some weird stuff in that game for sure. I'm glad that they're self-aware of what's going on. Like I remember the big controversy earlier um was that they didn't they reduce yeah, they did. They reduced uh Tifa's uh, breast size and that was such a big uh, fucking deal. And I'm glad that they're so self-aware of everything tech. that's happening. You know, it's like it's, everyone drools on uh, Tifa. Okay, we're going to be self-aware of this and we're going to actually Turn it around, you know. Turn it. Well, if they would have kept her original boop size in this with the new visuals, it would have been absurd. It, it would have been, been terrifying. You also, know, I love and the way now... they had to justify it as being like, "Well, you know, she's a boxer. We're trying to give her a more athletic build." It's yeah, like, you don't need to justify yourself to these assholes. There was there was physically oh, no, no way you could give her the same bust size, is it? <laughs> yeah, it would have been. It would have been weird. It would have been interesting to see though. Um, what did uh, I? <laughs> And now we know who the tongue-in-cheek turning the joke on its head has been targeted towards. <laughs> well, like, gosh, sometimes you just take things so seriously. Like, I just try to make a joke, and you get so riled up. I, I'm, I'm, I'm making... I'm, I'm making, sure I'm, sure I'm making a joke about the joke. ...is out there with, within, within the distance of a single Google search, so... Yeah, no, just live your best dream. Live your best the Google power, search. The power <laughs> of a Google search. Um, but yeah, so we should be able to talk more of it with Leslie next week. This is like the, her one show of the year, and she's committed I'll be done by to, then. Committed of life to Final Fantasy VII, so I'd get to hear, you know, more people cream all over it. It'll be great to have, a you know, an, another person in our corner, huh, Shay? Yeah, it'll, I, well, I mean, like, I ho- Josh has been a really nice and partial person, and I but respect, could- like, he hasn't talked too much shit, even though he, I think he... I know, I know he thinks that there are plenty of other better Final Fantasy games out there. And I'm glad he's been impartial. Like, there have been points where he's like, ah, this doesn't hold up well. And he's been like, well, yeah, this is perfectly fine the way it is. Um, But yeah, it'll be nice to have a third person here singing our praises. But actually, (laughs) before I forget, I told you guys I had a surprise for you. Um, I finally got your tweet. Like, literally five seconds ago. Did you? Wow. I want to show you guys this surprise really quick, okay? Man, I played the demo of it, and oh, it feels good. Like, I like the combat. Like, it's interesting, and, like, also, like, you know, the throwback of, like, fighting, like, you remember these enemies from, uh, you know, the original, and then the way they introduce them in, like, you know, this uh, three-dimensional type of world instead of, you know, the classic, uh, just, like... Your characters lined up here and the bad guys lined up here like it was super fascinating to me to like 
see Barrett have to like shoot down, you know, those little like uh, turret guys that are just like hanging out around the that uh, like a certain section of the place. And um, um, yeah, it's a, it, it. Anyway, I was just I was blown away. Like, and I'm actually really excited for the game. So, um, man, yeah, I forgot that it's actually out today. Man, I. <laughs> Sorry. So that had basically all the elements that we know and love about fish, <laughs> but I just wanted to play that because him and I were talking about it last night. Um, so yeah, it's, it's funny. A man who, um, doesn't play video games as much anymore is even being brought back in by this game. So yeah. What a time to be alive. That's right. That's right. And mm-hmm. what a, kind what, of a bummer that it has a 87 Metacritic though. I was kind of sh- surprised. By yeah. That. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think it's kind of the same things we were talking about before, Morgan, where like that more anime heavy style, some people in like the dialogue and the plot and setting, some people are going to really like that and it's going to rub some people the wrong way. And that's okay. Um, It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I love that stuff, but it's still like, it's just really hit or miss. it, It is. And like, I, I, I can appreciate and I can acknowledge that some people don't like it as much and give it a lower score. and. I can acknowledge and understand that people can go through the rest of their life being wrong, and that's okay. What we're saying is you can get help, Morgan. We're I'm, I'm enjoying you. the game. I, I feel like... No, I'm glad it, you are. We're going to bust your balls about it, but uh, um, I, I, I know you are enjoying it in your own in your own way. Not quite as much as us, but enjoying it. You know, yeah, like, I'm actually trying to... You know, if you guys want to bring some, you know, maybe some criticisms next time, that would be welcome. No, you can, I, I actually... It resonated with me a lot, your... Initial, I had some criticisms. <laughs> it resonated with me a lot, your, your you initial comments in the show was that, like, you felt like you were moving through someone else's um, fantasy game, so to speak. Because, yeah, like a tourist, yeah. Because the last thing I want to say is, when I booted that game up yesterday, and, like, Rich and I both were talking about, we sat at the title screen just awing at it. I never, ever, ever thought this game was going to come out, because it's been rumored since the PS2, slightly to kind of worked ago. on in the PS3, Four years ago, you could take pre-orders for it at GameStop when I, when I still work there. I just, I was like, this game's never going to come out. And it's just, it's one thing that don't, Sony's, Donny, Sony's going to be able to dangle for years and years and years and keep fanboys interested. And so playing the demo was one thing because PT had a demo and then a game never got released out of, out of it. You know, whereas this game played the demo and I was like, I'm not going to, you know, be excited until I physically am playing it and sitting there at the title screen. I was just overwhelmed, dude. I was like, we actually get this game and it's so rare to have your favorite game, get a complete overhaul remake, not a remaster, but a remake. And in a lot of ways you get to play your favorite game of all time again for the first time, you know, like, and if you want to say it comes full circle, second playthrough, you get a second playthrough of it, you know, and it's, it's so magical. And to your point, Morgan, I truly, truly, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I hope that if this is as successful as I know it's going to be, I hope they start looking at some other games like Final Fantasy VIII 
where they could completely redo it. Granted, it would take a long time because they're currently working on seven. It's going to take them 20 more years to finish seven. So, right. Exactly. (laughs) But I know my grandkids was joking about Sony dangling that in front of the nerds forever, but he's glad he came out. Well, they still kind of are because they're going to dangle this game. (laughs) Yeah. The rest of this game. They still will, and I'm fine with it. I'm here for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I've been waiting 23 Dangle years. Dangle away. This. I've been waiting 23 years for this. I can wait, you know, until it's I'm 80. It's a beautiful carrot. Please, sir, can I have some more? This game when it's... I was nine. <laughs> All right, well, we'll have another lengthy discussion next week. Um, by then, Rich will have finished it three times. So, And I will have well, finished I'll, it I'll twice. have the plat. Uh, yes, yes. Anyways, it's, look, I, as much as I may not be as uh, obsessed with the original like you guys are, I still got caught up in the zeitgeist. I was still there at 10 o'clock, you know, ready to play it, so. Good man. Um. Good man. All right, I just, man, if that motorcycle music was just a little better, I would have been creaming my jeans, too. Hold out, Damn 100%. It. Hold out Damn it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna make a video for Instagram where I change the music and make it better. That's what I'm gonna do. Do it. Don't put Limb Biscuit in it, because then I'll have, I'll have to unfollow our Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Introducing the chocolate starfish <laughs> and the hot dog flavored water. Wait. Bring it doesn't, on. Doesn't that guy have, Cloud does, just uh, goes down have just, a red cap? Just one of those days. <laughs> does Rich have a red, red cap? Oh, you got a red cap on right now, Rich. Good yeah. man. This red cap gets a rap from his critics. All right, so um, let's get to the polls again. If you want, if you want to support us, I'm here. ashamed of all of you for knowing any of those lyrics. It's uh, you gotta I know worked, some, Josh. I I worked in a studio in high school, and there was a dude who played a lot of fucking Limp Biscuit from the mm-hmm. back corner. And I actually, you know, I, I thought about just taking myself out. <laughs> I'm not gonna make any excuses. I used to listen to that album when I was much younger, and I enjoyed it. Okay. So. I'm not gonna make any excuses. I did like I the album like, at one point. I wouldn't like steal one. I wouldn't risk like being considered <laughs> like a, a, a good person. Yeah, I wouldn't steal three dollar bill, y'all. I mean, come on, that's not even a good album. Rich, you're making um, you're making baby steps into admitting that you liked some of those tracks at one point in time. You're getting there. You're getting there. I'll never S- say give that. Give it six I'll, months. I will and never be, say that on yeah. a recording. He liked the DMX remix of Roland. That was his jam. Yeah, that was everybody's jam. That exists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was two versions of uh, Roland on Chocolate Star. See, now, Rich, that's something I didn't know that you knew. <laughs> Again, I worked in a studio for, I knew mm-hmm. a lot about a lot of genres of music I didn't want to know anything about. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's good to expand your horizons. Um, Patreon.com slash Swordchomp if you'd like to support us. Um And again, $5 tier, Instagram, Discord, $10 tier extra podcasts uh so we had some fun um it's already been a long show so we'll just do the polls and i guess we can get out of here um all right dad we, we so a couple of fun polls this this is, is the most hilarious thing i think you mentioned this in passing rich but i found this and we don't have to go into a long tiger king thing because i know shay hasn't seen it yet when oj simpson came out i did mention this i think <laughs> This, I could not believe that this sound clip was real until I heard it. That O.J. Simpson came out and said that without a shadow of a doubt, Carol Baskin not only killed her husband, but fed him to a tiger. As as he as he framed it, Tiger Shinshimi. And he it? would, sh- uh, sashimi. Sashimi. There we go. Sashimi. <laughs> sashimi. Sashimi. Know. Whatever the fuck it is. Sa? Um, 
Shimi. Shushimi. Oh, God. Shushimi. Josh, if you just want to call it a night, I'll just, I'll let you know how it wraps up. (laughs) Why do I know what Shushimi is? Come on. (laughs) 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 Can you say it one more time, please? Hold on. Injected into my veins. I don't trust you guys. Sh- is it Shishimi? <laughs> Thank you. Wait, he he's uh, uh, rich. Just I broke down the syllables I'm for crying. you. I'm crying. Sashimi. Oh, Sashimi. Okay. Sashimi. I had the silent H. I got you. What? Sashimi. It's a joke. Calm down. <laughs> is it though? I don't think it was. <laughs> He was actually typing in his phone. Sha, she. No wonder I couldn't find it. Sashimi. Okay. I think I had a stripper named Sashimi once. Um, oh. All right. Oh. That's just that's oh. that's just too raw. You don't know what Sashimi and, is, do you? <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, Sashimi. Uh, yes. Really so OJ Simpson believes that Carol did indeed feed her husband. Well, no, he knows. He would know. He, I mean, it takes a killer to know a killer, right? Um, I mean, that's might- <laughs> like if KB Toys was like, yeah, Toys R Us sells toys. Sashimi. Um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> Josh, it's almost- can you just edit li- the sound so every time he says sash- uh, sashimi, it's just that sound bite? Just over it, just cut him out and just put the robot voice in? Oh, so every time he asks for a high five, hey, guys, high five. Sashimi. Sashimi. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, can we, can we get like a soundbite of crickets for that part of the episode? I think I've got crickets from a previous. Actually, crickets would be good. That's not yeah. bad. Um, Sashimi crickets. So, I, I don't know. I've, I've been digging into this a lot, and I don't think Carol Baskin killed her husband, although I'd like to believe it in a sad way. Um, I will just say I think that I don't think she's capable of killing him, but I definitely feel like she fucked his family over. I mean, she basically. No, she's capable of killing him, but I think he knew that and he just got the fuck out. Yeah, I think he disappeared. I think also, I mean, she didn't have to kill him. The tiger did most of the work. All she really did was like, be like, I oh, this sardine oil so heavy. And she just fell towards him and, you know, job it, done. It must be real. Man, that scene in the show that makes me laugh so hard is whenever um, that t- like that tiger starts smelling uh, Joe exotic shoes and it starts dragging him around and like nobody helps him. <laughs> he just gets re- starts firing his gun. Anyways, um, the, well, the there's thing- a fucking tiger in there. Would you help him? I should fuck no. There is uh, the thing about this that I think is interesting is that like now there's so many people in our world. Ninety percent of our audience voted on this once before, and ninety percent of our audience thought that that was hilarious. Um, that no, so much of our world now believes that this woman is a crazy killer, and that's got to be strange. Whether she did, let's say she didn't do it, right? They reopened the, f- the case. The free yes, the framing of this documentary was such in such a way, and she came out and said that she they told her that it was going to be like Blackfish, and then she watched it, and the third episode was basically <laughs> the, the 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 Carol Baskin murder show. Um, well, you know, sex. It, sells. I mean, it is like that. It's just that she didn't realize she was also a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, to be fair, um, this is a, almost a weird tangent, but while we're on Tiger King, um. If anyone else is in- interested in a documentary of a similar style, uh, if you've not seen it's from the same uh, creator of Tiger King, I really? would highly recommend watching American Movie. 
it is the same. It, it's a an actual documentary mm-hmm. that it's one of those things, much like Tiger King, as you watch it, you're like, is this real or is this a mockumentary? Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. I'll, I'll look for it. American movie. Um, yeah, anyways, it's uh, Tiger King is fascinating. This Sunday, Rich, we got a new episode. Yep, 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 yep. Sort of. Um, Ish. So yeah, Carol Baskin. You if you if you will they may never be found out if you did do it, but now you live the entire life of uh, guilty in the eyes of the public. So. And also, we'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> I, I, I yes, I would. Um, and the funniest thing I heard someone say uh, was that Doc Antle is one of the other Tiger people who's in huge in the industry. Um, she has a Carol Baskin has a strange husband. You'd have to be a strange human being to be married married to. Carol Baskin, right? Well, and he he's did. a weird guy. Look at that picture of him on the leash. He's clearly a weird guy. <laughs> yes. And if you hear him and talk in the documentary, he sounds like a strange chap. Doc Antle described him as, quote, the human embodiment of guy who wears socks with sandals. And I thought that was a perfect I think it's something. worse than that. Basically, every time he talks, he's got the air about him that Carol's about to show up and re-say what he just said. Yeah, but yeah. Some correcting some small part of it. Yeah. He became like her weird spokesperson, kind of like her lackey. It's strange, you know? To be fair, though, I mean, do we really want to like take our opinions on people from Doc Antle? He runs a tiger sex cult. I I just thought it was an interesting way of phrasing it beautifully, but no, yes. Y- who knows? Y- you're right in that notion, but like, yeah, because Doc Antle is the sanest person in the world. <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> I mean, if if I knew someone that owned a tiger sex cult, I would be pretty impressed. Just going to say that. Well, I got a surprise for you. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Uh, yeah, when, that, when we pan out, which is hard to do in a podcast. Yeah, I know, right? It's the theater, theater of the mind. Um, surprisingly, our audience was split on the art of the six-pack. The crazy age we live in, 50% of our audience said that the six-pack is no longer... No, 52% of our audience said it is no longer sexy. 48% said it still is. How many of those are just jealous, grumpy nerds? I don't know, but um, that is the reality. We no longer live in the six-pack era. I don't think that's true. Thank God. For us fatties out there. Sorry, Fish, who did make an appearance, a surprise appearance on this show. And I'm sure is slaying out there. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So, okay. So we did the OJ. Oh, this is a big one. Uh, Let's do the, I want to do the fishing one. And then we got the mask one. So the most common question I get is how come we haven't talked about the fishing and animal crossing? How come we haven't talked about the fishing and animal crossing? How come we haven't talked about the fishing and animal crossing? Uh, I said, it's hard to explain why, but the fishing animal crossing is just as addictive as fuck. 70% of our audience said, yes, it is surprisingly addictive. Why is that? Why do you think that 70% of our audience enjoys the simplistic fishing of Animal Crossing? I think uh, by calling it that, you kind of explain why that is. It's it's simple. It's cathartic. Uh, I often do it with my eyes closed because uh, I just find like it's relaxing and uh-huh. it's so easy to do that fishing via audio cues that I will just like lay back in my chair and shut my eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, cuz you'll hear Yeah, no, that. most yeah. of the fishing I do in that game is while watching something else. Mhm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean that's fair. So you're, when you get near daily tasks, you're not going to just focus on them 100%. Um There's I will fishing say... tournaments tomorrow. <gasps> is there really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, CJ posted on the notice board the first official fishing tournament is tomorrow. Well, fuck yeah. Can't believe uh, you didn't know about that. As I haven't even had time to really get in there today because I've been so busy. Well, he posted um, this days ago. Yeah, like right when the game started. Really? Okay. Well, that's uh-huh. even better. Um, I, I actually want to, she's going to be on the show next week, but Leslie, our friend, she let me go to her island and she's one of those dirty time travelers. She cheats. She changes the clock and all that stuff. And I got to catch a bunch of sharks on our island and a bunch of cool stuff like that. And, uh, I felt, I felt pretty good about my, I felt dirty, but I felt good. about. So you went in a time plane. Yeah, I do. So you're a cheater as well. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's really... If you lurch onto a cheater, are you also a cheater by proximity? Well, I mean, think of it this way. If I used a time machine, but I didn't use it at my house, did I still use a time machine? Yes. There you go. But, mm. but what if you use the time mm. machine, but I hit... <laughs> no, it's, it's more like... Hmm. I'm trying to think of a really good metaphor. Because I'll give you I'm a few just, minutes to justify it to yourself. Yeah. The game is promoting us visiting people's islands, so I just went to my friend's island, like I'm supposed to do. She just happened to have an island that was scammed. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I yeah no. I got a bunch of great white sharks. So if you so. buy like uh, if you go to the store yeah. and you buy uh, a a new toaster, I'm gonna use a toaster because it's the most outlandish thing for this. Um, and then. <laughs> Uh, it turns out that toaster was stolen goods. The police just let you have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. They do. They don't. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Uh, but I will evidence. say my my actual thoughts on the fishing and, and seriousness is yes. There's a very simple hook to it. It's very polished. But there was a game I was. It was a Sierra like old PC Sierra games. It was a fishing game like a bass game that I played in the '90s with my best friend. Um, and it was like an over-the-top game. It was the same kind of thing. You'd see the shadows of the fish from the top, and uh, but it was like a more serious fishing game. And I've always sort of loved fishing games that do the shadow on top thing um, because it's just a simple way of showing sort of the mysteri- mysterious nature of the fish but also keeping it pretty easy, you know what I mean? Um, but Animal Crossing's version of it does seem very simple. I think what makes it really work is that how they incorporate it into... Like if you're just a little too slow, you can miss those fish. Believe me, I've missed some some of those higher end fish before because I got a little too uh, trigger happy on it. And they do a good job of weaving the fishing into like every part of the game. Like there's very few games I can think of that people are really into that fishing is a huge part of it. And like in Animal Crossing, fishing is like almost like one third of the shit you do. Right? You're either you're picking your fruit, you're catching bugs, and you're fishing. Yeah, and, it's important. Yeah, and that's I think that's a really cool thing because. It's it's no, there's very few times I get to go to my house and like talk to my mom and my sister about fishing in a video game and Animal Crossing is one of those fucking times. So I am very grateful for that personally as a fishing nerd. Um, also, you get to put the fish in your house and they are in cute little cages. Uh, I'm so, oh, he I'm did sorry. it again. I did it again. I did it again. Cute little aquariums and tanks, if you will. Um, I will say it's a little disappointing. The great white shark is not in a tank. He's in a giant like. Yeah, um, the the bigger fish that they have to they go in pools. They're too big. But the weird thing is, like the hammerhead shark is not in a pool. It's actually in like a big. Is it small enough? I guess. I, you know, I guess technically the game would say yes. So. I was just a little bummed out about that. But you can also, one side note, you can take uh, three fish you catch to CJ, and he will make a little statue for you. Yeah, Flick um, does the same thing with bugs. 
with bugs, yeah. Which is, I mean, who has a favorite bug that they want to put in their house? That's a, what kind of weirdo would do that? Sure, right? plenty, plenty of people do, and I think Weirdos. it's wrong that you judge them. Uh, well, I'm a wrong person. Actually, you just gave me a great idea because I was thinking about I got this pentagram layout to put in my basement, um, <laughs> and I was thinking, what should I be a bunch of bugs be sacrificing in the center of the pentagram? Tarantula. It's just gonna be a, a like a shark in a pool. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, there, I will say this. I did have him make the wasp and I put it in my house. So you're one of those um, weirdos. Yeah. So what weirdo would do that thing I did? I just did it because, you know, uh, I don't, bugs are gross. Let's be honest. Nobody likes bugs. Bugs are disgusting. And that's all there is to it. Um, team blathers. Anyways, the, I think the fishing animal crossing, although deceptively simple is just really polished and how they weave it into the game. I think in every, all, so many aspects of the game, I think is incredibly well done. And, uh, so that's why I, I think it, it works so well. Otherwise people wouldn't care. You know, I will say the sharks sell for a lot, so it's going to be cool. There is rich. I don't know if you know this. There's a shark Island. There's a tarantula Island that you told us about. I got that as well, but there's also a shark Island that we'll see in the summer. Uh, same idea. There's cool. like a big Rocky fin shape in the middle and you catch nothing but sharks there. So that's pretty badass. I, I think. dig it. Um, I dig it a lot. I'm excited about that tournament now that you mentioned it. Uh, and the last poll is about the mask. Um, apparently it is smoking, much like Cameron Diaz. Uh, in the mask film, 81% of our audience said that the mask is a good film. It is. I was. I highly recommend you go back and watch the mask. It is a fun, it's a fun film. I have a better chance of getting my wife to agree to a threesome than watching The Mask with me. So that will never happen in a million years. I, that's so um, weird. I didn't know when you got married, you always had to watch movies together. That's a good thing we're single. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, uh, oh, my God. It's hard to prioritize movies because I'm just doing a lot of other stuff. If I'm, if I'm not playing a game for the site or working on editing for the site, it's hard for me to, like want to sit down and watch a movie like The Mask. If I really want to watch a movie, it's got to be something I've been dying oh, to see. No, I, I totally time. get it, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to give you shit about it. Agreed. Yeah, it uh, just seems strange it just when be, you're, it would be you know, sitting there fishing in Animal Crossing, not having The Mask on in the background. Yeah, I do not play Animal Crossing without watching mm. at least The Son of The Mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> at least. <laughs> Which is a bad movie. <laughs> Just for the uh, record. The son of the mask. Yeah, I, I, I want to see what it's like. Like I said, when I was a kid, I was all about it. And like I was surprised the tomato meter was much higher. Like, I'm not gonna lie. When I looked that up, I was like, what is what is going on here? And like the mask actually had a fresh tomato score. I was like, holy shit. Wow. Um again, that's relative to the time, but still, wow. It has a 77 tomato meter. That is crazy. There are best picture films with lower. I don't know. It's weird. That was when Jim. Yeah. Anyways, they have voted and they have spoken. Yeah. The mask is smoking. That rhymed. Holy shit. Walked right into that one. Um, all right. I don't think there's any more polls here. Uh, they did pull the slider up on Cameron Diaz to the full. So congratulations. Uh, and we all laughed at uh, OJ saying the most absurd thing ever about Carol Baskin. So. Um, I think we're good. Um, cool. I do want to, <laughs> it's been, it's been a good week. There's a lot of new content up again, patreon.com slash sword if you want to support us. 
Um, more stuff is being uploaded every single day. New snippets of the show on the site. And next week we have our first special guest. No, actually we had, um, sorry, we had Samuel Adams this year, but we have a, a big special guest with Leslie uh, next week. And a lot of our listeners and friends and fans know who she is. So that's going to be a fun show. So just going to be Rich and Shay and Leslie just, I don't know. I'll, I'll order you another mask, Josh, if you want a face mask to protect yourself from all the bukkake. Um, unless, of course, by then Josh is also shooting all over the place. Who knows? Maybe I will be. Maybe if there's a couple more motorcycle scenes, I'll be on the bukkake train. Um, I want to get off whatever this train is. <laughs> You might be on the sashimi train as well. Oh, no. The sushi, uh, the shashimi? At least I pronounced bukkake correctly. The Shawshank train? Yes, Morgan, that's what you should hang your hat on. Your ability to pronounce <laughs> bukkake correctly. Thank you. It's, it's the little things. Uh, thank you, Josh, shaking his head in Michigan. Rich shaking his head in New York. Jay shaking his head in Japan. Of course, I am here in Montana. Sticking my hand up for a high five that never comes. And I will see you next week for an all new 